0: going on what's good world i hope everybody out there is doing great i hope you're staying free uh from any sort of drama i hope you're staying safe from the uh the the old rona but um and you know i do thank you and i'm not i'm by myself in thanking you for listening to this fine podcast the self-proclaimed best podcast about video games in the entire world that's right this is weekly games chat you can find us of course like you did to hear me right now tell your friends about it why don't you uh my name is sean and i'm always a part of a trio you know at one point we were a duo and uh but it's 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 not the same unless we're a trio And, and i'm gonna bring in the other two guys that i love dearly john how you doing sir he's the one laughing in case you're wondering
1: i'm doing great i'm happy to once again make love to your ear holes
0: Well, you know, John, that's two weeks in a row. I didn't I didn't introduce you as the better half or better
1: I see where this is going.
0: I gotta tighten that up. Uh -uh. Or do you have to earn it? What needs to happen? I don't know.
1: I'm not earning nothing.
0: (laughs) Is that how we roll?
2: That's how we roll. (laughs) I like it. It is
0: what it is. It it be what it be. And my boy Chris. What's up,
3: Chris? What up? Hope everyone's having a good week.
0: Yeah, that's I'm pretty good.
3: It's it a um, funny. Uh, it's a typical sorry, thing man. where it's Tuesday after a holiday, so therefore, you know your your schedule's off because you didn't have to work for three or four days, and now, yeah. yeah. Unlike you guys, I get up pretty early. Well, I don't know what time I start work early. I don't know when you guys get yeah, up. Yeah, you
2: don't
0: know what time we get up.
3: Don't make assumptions. You keep a Let me guess. Is it between six and six thirty? No. Then yeah, I get up before.
0: Uh, actually, it's <laughs> it's five fifty eight every morning. Is it? douche nozzle when do yes. you actually get out of the bed though when i get up out the bed <laughs> when my foot hits the carpet that's when i get out the bed lack of out specifics <laughs> out the bed you know you you start your day before us but once again i'm not gonna potshot you with things like i have a kid and a mm-hmm. life and all that stuff but it's fine uh i have a kid too. A she
3: whines <laughs> like literally right next to me yeah, got, look it out so i've got a
0: human kid and a dog kid
3: yeah, so there's that. Yeah, uh but guys, well, we're off the rails. Great.
0: Yeah, this is going great. Uh, if for any new listeners, this is the part of the show for about fifteen or twenty minutes where we kind of ramble. Oh, he's bringing uh, it back. And, and in in situations like this, we we kind of throw pot shots at each other, and that, that was my favorite word that John introduced to the podcast. um What do you say towards the end of 2020? He brought it on the show for the first time. And since then, I have been unable to not say that word when possible. Uh, Following this, we'll do our topic, which usually is about a video game. And then uh, the show will continue there with emails and whatnot. Thank you for listening. And to all you Richards who have been loyal since day one, thank you. Uh, Boys, we made it past the cold front for the most part that, uh, you know, we talked about. I think it was last week. (laughs) And do you know how I know that it reached the masses? Because in our Discord chat. I don't know if you guys saw this. uh, The day of the release of the podcast, someone posted. Let me see if I can find it. Snow in their yard. <laughs> John and I were talking, and and John, you're the one that brought it up. How mm-hmm. uh, you know in the South we think it's cold, yet you know it's not compared to where it's cold.
1: <laughs> it actually, it's the warmest it's been in a while today. It's 63 outside.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, it's it feels. I walked
1: great. outside and it felt amazing. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, that person was the Buffalo 68, one of our friends over on our weekly games chat Discord. Uh, he said he was listening to this week's episode and in reference to the opening, here's a picture of his front yard, which has a couple inches of snow in it. And he was in Iowa. Iowa. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Iowa. Home of the, uh, you're either, I imagine, a Cyclones fan or a Hawkeye fan. If you follow sports there. And Chris, you know, this is a great segue, right? Because speaking of sports. <laughs> There was a lot roll of old Tide, buddy.
3: <laughs> we we did that last week.
0: I know, but I just, just let's just remind everybody. All, our, that all our, last week,
3: all of our players declared.
1: <laughs> well, speaking, <laughs> speaking of that, and I don't, I don't mean to bring, um, bring the mood down or anything. Cause it's actually a great, a great thing. Um, you guys might get a kick out of the fact that, um, Uh, about about something that i witnessed at at a at at a funeral on friday Mm -hmm. we said goodbye to our um dear friend and family member clement um he when we when we pulled up we could see on his on his casket a huge alabama flag just draped over it it was just it was just the state of or the college the college the college He he was the biggest alabama fan um that you guys could ever meet. And, uh, the only, the only, you know, the sad part is, you know, he missed, he missed the, the championship oh, nice. uh, by a few days. Yeah. But, um, but it was, it was a, it was a, it was a cool sight to see as we pulled up. It was just, it was the first, it was like, uh, how do we know when we see the,
0: Oh, there it is.
2: The, there he is. That's the <laughs> well, one. Yeah. You know, like um, you said,
0: you, the, the, you, your intention was not to bring the mood down and, and yeah. I don't think you did, man. But, uh for anyone who hears this that, that is a relation to you, and, and if you could please let the family know, yeah, um, sure. I, I hope Clement rests in peace, man. And man. I know that family members are missed, and I hope that you always hold on to memories he provided, whatever they are. So uh, for, yeah, sure, was,
1: for sure. He was, he was something. He really he was.
0: He was something. You boys, um, I'm going to let you two divulge this information. I, I didn't watch much this week. Did you guys see anything that was worth bringing up? anything on netflix or disney plus or hbo or anything like that i almost anything you're excited about
3: i almost felt normal this week because i actually got to watch two new movies i was telling john this (laughs) right before i was like this this, like john you can't test it that used to be like a normal weekend for me was like to especially this time of year was to go see like two or three movies in a weekend because it's oscar season but um Yeah. yeah i saw two and uh i liked both one was really really good um the first one I saw was Promising Young Woman, which is Carrie Mulligan, which that was um I, I would tell people if people uh, watch Drive and they like that film, right? Like as far as its style, you'll feel right at home with this. Like wait like the music. No, no. Just at home. Um oh, cool. like the music and the way it's shot. And things, and I think Carrie Mulligan's in in that movie too. She's also in Drive, I believe. Um, which maybe she just is naturally attracted to these kind of uh filmmakers or whatever. But yeah, it was it was pretty good, and it's like not too long. And it was an interesting take on that. Um, but uh, the one the other one I saw you can actually see on Prime right now if you have it. Uh, One Night in Miami, which is I had heard about this earlier this year and it's by the guy it's directed by Regina Davis which everyone probably now knows from Watchmen from last year uh in her directorial directorial debut and then it's written by Kemp Powers who co-wrote Soul and it's based off of Clay a play that he uh he wrote and um John did you ever see the the movie Big Kahuna Back in the day, with um Dane DeVito and Kevin Spacey, now it's it's yeah. like one of those types of a play slash well, here movie, like where the idea is basically four people in a room, like you know, having discussion right about some issues. And in this case, it's actually based. It yes, that that's the interesting thing it is like it's one of those few instances where when they say inspired by. That actually works because this did happen back when uh, Muhammad Ali, a.k.a. at the time, Cassius Clay, won the world championship against Sonny Liston. Him, Sam Cooke, Jim Brown, and Malcolm X celebrated in Miami that night at a hotel room. And, you know, it's basically, obviously, the only living person that knows that what is actually said and done in that room, right, is Jim Brown. And he's refused to comment on it. So this is basically Ken Powers just taking this and then saying, well, wouldn't it be interesting if this was the kind of conversations they were having? Because it's kind of like at a crossroads at all of their points in life. Like within a year of this, Malcolm X and Sam Cook are both dead. Um, Cassius Clay has become Muhammad Ali and Jim Brown has left the NFL. Um, so, you know, all that is happening w- about a year later from, from there. And it's just, it's very impressive. The guy they got to play Muhammad Ali is spot on. Um, and I mean, like to the point now where I want them to go reshoot the Ali biopic.
0: Well, I was going I to say, this is
3: not a joke. And I mean this, I thought Will Smith played Ali.
0: Great. I like, thought
3: he, I thought he did. This kid just looks like. No, I thought he's fine. Yeah, but like this kid just looks like Muhammad Ali. And I mean, I, I don't think it's the hardest impersonation to do, right? Because he is so distinct, right? Like he's over the top. That that was his thing. Um, but like he nails everything. And Regina Davis, to her credit, she nails like really great boxing scenes. Like there's not a ton of them, but there's like two scenes in here. Where I was like, wow, that's really well shot for someone. That's
2: cool. Yeah, I pulled it up
3: while you're talking about it. But um, that does look like it could be a really cool, cool movie.
0: The one so that the
1: premise is the premise is the 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 meeting happened, but nobody really knows what they were talking about. They right, might have right. just been talking about.
2: Yeah, they might have just been know, talking about been Muhammad talking Ali, me. right?
1: <laughs> might have been yeah. like, hey, good <laughs> good job, champ. They could yeah. complain into the manager. They could have been <laughs> just, you know, all kinds of stuff. But but it wants us to kind of think of it as they're talking about world changing yeah like
3: it's yeah it's it's definitely discussing the issues of it of their day (laughs) no that's the (laughs) thing it's 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 one of those things where it's different ideas and philosophies of how to do things clashing and having very hard debate with each other like that's what made it so interesting but the one who really stole the show and impressed me the most um is leslie odom who played sam cook in this not because like when he's talking, I can just see Sam cook, right? I don't know how Sam cook. I never like heard an interview really that I could say or could recall, but there are a couple of parts in this where he actually sings and watching a lot of movies where there have been biopics, right? Where people have, uh, had to, you know, try to imitate great, you know, uh, performers, like whether you're talking about Jamie Foxx's Ray Charles or say, uh, Joaquin Phoenix doing Johnny Cash, right? A couple of years ago, this is like one of the few times where it took me a second when I heard him to start singing to realize it was him and not just Sam Cooke, like a track from Sam Cooke playing, right? And that yeah, yeah, that is yeah. not an easy voice to emulate. So you know, Sam
0: Cooke's voice, I, I, to this day, I'll drop a Sam Cooke song. Yeah, um, you know, in, in a, at a wedding environment, his voice is so smooth and. Mm-hmm. And I love when the older couples will come out and And they, 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 they realize game recognized game, yo.
3: I mean, like I, I watched this guy in Hamilton. I've listened to that record for a good bit. Right. And yeah, you have. Yeah. He, he does not usually sound like that. Like when he is singing. So, you know, props to him on that, but yeah, I I highly recommend both. Um, but definitely. (laughs) Do you remember
0: the joke I said to you? Hmm. What (laughs) we're hanging out in discord and Chris is like, he's telling us, you know, we're hanging out during the week. And he's like, yeah, so I, I watched uh, this movie One Night in Miami last night. And I was like, so who named their kid Miami?
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that? Are <laughs> there? Yeah. Dear God. <laughs> Dear Lord. But to back Chris up, uh, you know, as far as the, the Rotten Tomato score on both these movies, yeah. Pretty pretty legit, and I trust Rotten Tomatoes.
1: That's why that's why Chris likes them.
0: I don't think so, because um, the Metacritic's and stuff like that—they're not as high as the the Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, One night in Miami, sitting at a ninety-eight, the Metacritic's at eighty-three.
3: Yeah,
2: I mean, uh,
0: the is at seven point three, and then Promising Young Women's ninety-one. The Meta is seventy-two. Yeah, so that shows you that people like these movies. You know,
3: it's uh it's definitely. I am always kind of worried when I hear the words Broadway adaptation and film. Yeah, that is one of the few I've actually seen where I was like, "Wow, you!" I I see what part was Broadway. Like, I can get that, but the additions they put in, I was uh, man. I hope Regina Davis gets more directing work. She's she's pretty spot on. Because see, John Paris had a movie, (laughs) One Night in Paris. Paris.
0: (laughs) One Night in Paris. So it turns out. She didn't, yeah, I, I, yeah, she,
3: she didn't know it was going to be her film debut.
0: She didn't know it was going to make her, you know, worldwide. <laughs> uh, Wasn't she already on a show with Nicole Richie? Rich, Nicole yeah, how, how was that?
3: But that's like? not film, though.
0: No, she was on a show. She was already, yeah, yeah. you know, Paris. She was already legit. And I want to, um, I just, that just reminded me. I just, you know, sniffled. Mm-hmm. I got a little runny nose action going on, a sore throat. So if I accidentally sniffle like I just did on Mike, or if you hear me sip my coffee, I am sorry, uh, that is not correct Mike etiquette. Sometimes it's, it just bees like that, you know Dang. what I'm saying? <laughs> it just bees like that.
1: John, did you catch anything this week? I, uh, I I spent my four day weekend bouncing back and forth between two things. One
2: was
1: <laughs> was, uh, was Seinfeld, and two yeah. was trying to platinum Assassin's Creed Syndicate. I saw you on that. Yeah. Yep.
0: And I, I didn't know if it was you or how your account, you know.
1: Yeah, I'm trying. I, I made I don't know if I talked about this last week. I I made that deal with uh Aiden and said take my PS four. I've just got to do one thing before I give it to you, and that I, I have to platinum Assassin's Creed Syndicate because you cannot play it on the PS five.
3: How close yeah. are you? Uh
1: I've got to kick fifty people off of a train. <laughs> I've got to crash <laughs> I've got to wreck 5,000 objects in game while I'm riding in my carriage. I've got to uh, find all the Royal letters and then I've got to finish the game with 100% sync. Nice. So I think just four left, but <laughs> But I do have to, but I, but there is seven more trophies on the Jack the Ripper DLC that I need to get as well. Hmm. So Ooh, that shouldn't that should
0: not that take sounds like a inter DLC that I never knowed about.
1: Yeah, that's the first uh season pass for Assassin's Creed I ever bought because it had Jack the Ripper in it, and we know that I'm a psycho sociopath. So um uh, It's true in fact it's funny. I actually watched a documentary the first night um on Netflix. It was about shoot. Uh what gosh. The Night Stalker. Uh-huh.
0: yes yeah, uh, yeah i watched yeah.
1: better than the ripper documentary in my opinion it, it's yes. just. Hmm. but when uh, i when i told you what well, did
0: we, <laughs> I, how do i word this when i told you about it i can't remember that i talked to you about it i guess is the question because i had seen it you talk to we talked to me about, about it. it yeah and i was like i was deeply disturbed and you finally you had, had you watched it at that time or did you just watch it
1: yeah i'd watched it oh yeah it's
0: that that thing is
1: awesome yeah and it's funny during the during the documentary uh clarissa was was watching it a little bit with me and she's and she sent me this meme that had like eight photos side by side of serial killers and she, and the thing said if you know who all of these people are you need serious mental <laughs> and, and you do I, and, and I, looked, I was like i was like ted bundy uh you know donner uh <laughs> oh my god. i knew all of them <laughs> and oh, she was no. like oh my god oh my god you know all of them i my face yeah. my facial recognition
3: i'd be willing so. to bet now like i don't know what netflix's operating budget for like new projects is every year right but i would percentage wise i would almost bet that 60 percent of it now is probably going to go towards true crime stuff because Anytime you look at that
1: one, when I started watching, it was number one. It, on that that was
3: number one. Like the Ripper one, I believe was number one or two at one point. Like it pretty much, if they release something that is true crime and new, you know, it, it, it skyrockets as long as it's higher. Yeah,
1: I'm, it's, it's just sort of, it's sort of my thing. I have a fascination with people who do this mm-hmm. uh, because you know my favorite novel of all time is a book that takes place in 1893 New York and it takes place tracking a serial killer i mean it's just hmm. it's kind
0: I, of you i don't want you to feel like you are alone i too find myself gravitating towards those those docu series or documentaries or stories on I, I am like you said i don't know if fascinated is the correct word but it's the best way to try to articulate what i mean i cannot believe that you know, like like the Night Stalker, it, the, the tie and Chris said this, maybe the timing of when it happened in California was on that cusp of, you know, the Internet being born and, and the yeah. world we know it. And it was a perfect, what? you know, like like, I don't know, science pot of all the ingredients to make it where he could do what he needed to do. Yeah. Uh, um. And it was absolutely insane. It's just—it's
1: just, it's just a fascination with what drives a person to do what these with these mostly mostly white men in their 30s. What drives them to do what they do?
3: Yeah, three more uh, years and I'm good. Um, yeah,
1: Chris, Chris, I'm 40 now. I'm 40 now. I w- see. I predicted it for Chris. I'm like, he's gonna kill people. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I did not like. I honestly think with both of you, it's not something that's new or unique. I think it's just something that's huge in American, huge, uh, in American culture, like going all the way back, even before us, like you go to our parents' generation, right? What was the big nonfiction novel of their, uh, youth? It was in cold blood, Truman Capote, cabote, right? Like the idea of just like, here's a farmhouse Hel- that people get Helter- killed. Yeah. Helter Skelter. And then, you know, even now like here if you want if you want yeah. great evidence of this like look at the oxygen network which originally just came out and it was it was originally when it was launched just going to be you know it was like a woman's network that was their goal and there was a part of it that had true crime and they looked at their data and saw that like their ratings were you know 800 percent higher the hours that they had true crime stuff on so the, within like six months of launching they just churn- like changed their whole network to be true crime that's all well netflix
1: now. now netflix now it released a brand new season of uh forensic files mm-hmm. now that show i've i've seen every episode of the gosh 12 seasons of that show at least three times so just yeah for- uh, that's what's up well tomorrow
0: or whenever you hear this uh i just hope that the transfer of power in our country if you're listening from overseas, we got this. It's going to be a pretty historic day, no matter what. And uh,
1: well, there's 80 we, million National Guard, so we'll be fine.
0: This, yeah, it's those. I've, I've seen some imagery today um, and it's it's going to be definitely one I'll probably look back and and I'm trying to think of the first inauguration I watched. I know you guys have probably when you all were like seven, you were sitting in front of the TV watching inaugurations. For me, it was like I uh, Wilson rate. <laughs> well, I was so I really swear. Reagan what was his term I was I remember being alive during Reagan he's the first president I remember seeing on TV. I don't
3: really remember Reagan
1: 81, 81 to 88 so yeah I didn't
0: technically was alive during his first inauguration I was 8 at the end of his term uh, and I don't remember watching I think I
3: watched George H.W.
0: Mm-hmm. and then i don't remember watching clinton
3: maybe i did i remember i think the first one i ever saw was clinton because they that was like when they really were starting to do a push on youth like being aware of these Octavote. things and yeah like so there was that and then the fact that they um had like the nickelodeon election right kids election and all that kind of stuff so it was it was probably the first time that I don't remember anything being done for Bush and Dukakis back in the day, but I was only like in first TV. grade. so
0: That's so weird that you were, I was, I mean, we, we know that I was, I'm older than you, but that's crazy to think you were only in first grade. Yeah. But I think Chris has given me the signal that we're, we're pretty good on this intro before we head over into the topic. Uh, I saw it trending here. So I just want to um, wish a happy birthday to one Dolly Parton. Yeah. 75 today, boys, 75, the queen of Dollywood. Yeah, seventy five.
3: Still can sing.
0: Four. She was. I'm, I'm going to say it again. I saw imagery of a, you know, what what year would this have been? Basically, a younger Do- Dolly Parton, maybe in her twenties or thirties. Mm-hmm. Hot.
3: Yeah, you see <laughs> images of her in the '60s, and she she was gorgeous like, just back like then.
0: Just a gorgeous look. And I say that because she has admitted since then that she she's always she's always worn a wig. She's all, she needed, you know, yeah. reconstruction of things. And she sought that. And it's kind of sad that she didn't feel like she was, you know, good enough. If that's one of the reasons, I don't know. It's like her
3: things. and chair are, yeah. we both that way. Like when you see them from back in their heyday, you're like, wow. You know? And then
2: mm-hmm.
1: I think dying. back in the sixties when, when Dolly Parton was living in the sixties, I think Betty White was in her nineties.
3: She turned 99 last week, didn't she? <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. She is the last golden girl, bro. Mm-hmm. I don't.
1: It, I, I'm sure she's a lovely person, and she fed alligators and uh, Betty White. Placid, Betty Betty White, but I never really understood the fascination with her. Like, what did she actually do that was so worthy mm-hmm. of our time and energy?
3: Wasn't she uh, on uh Mar- well, Mary job, Tyler Moore American.
2: Show?
3: Right? Say that again, Chris? Wasn't she on the Mary Tyler Moore Show? She's like on one of those '70s sitcoms. I just can't remember which one before golden yeah she Girls. was on
0: the, the mary tyler moore short show from uh 70 to 77
3: yeah
0: and then she had her show john the betty white show right after that she just she's been on our tvs for 80 plus years she's she's apparently a doll to be around she's funny her humor is hilarious like she gets it so and she just turned 99 on the 17th so not too many days obviously before old dolly parton turned 75
1: I saw yeah. this meme. I saw this meme one time that said, "I'm really concerned about the world we're going to leave behind for Betty White." <laughs> I <I'm laughs> firmly,
3: I am firmly a believer. At the end of this earth, there will be Betty White and Keith Richards, and they will just be chilling, doing whatever they do. <laughs> they are the Highlander. <laughs>
1: I love and it. And Keith Richards goes, "Have we slept together?" <laughs> right.
0: It's time for the topic. I was clicked on another screen and Chris had given me the green light for on air and I missed it. Uh, Just like we always do after that initial segment, which usually is not 25 minutes, we go into a topic. We will continue that tradition today because Chris is about to tell you. You know, if you want,
3: I can make it. No, I can make it not 25 minutes real quick.
0: No, no, no. Let's not do that. But Chris is going to turn on an effect, and he's going to tell us the topic of today's episode.
3: Uh, the topic is
2: oh. Immortals oh. Phoenix Rise." Yeah. I I'm going to go up. I'm going to go up. The
0: arms went up. The double arms went up. Oh, yes, boys. Happy. John was the first person to play Immortal's Phoenix Rising. I want to say he got it very soon after the release date of the game. Boys, do you have that on hand? What day it released officially? I think it's like before. the sixth or. or you, okay. Yeah. You, when what day did you get your PS5, John? That's yeah. a great question, Sean. I don't know you,
1: anymore. But but no idea. You so, picked up. you
0: even sold, and you picked up this game. Am I
1: right? No, I picked up this game. <laughs> Hey, I mean, and spider-man
0: and Man, and yeah You picked up demon souls later that's right that's right mm-hmm. i'm back on the i'm back on the you know i'm with it i'm with and, it and my game of the year godfall and your game of the year godfall that's right none of us to this day fun fact have picked up uh bug snacks just saying uh and you guys
3: could have gotten it for free you mother
0: <laughs> I mean, I mean, you know what I've got, it. I've got it for free i should platinum Did it you? dude i'm so mad now all jokes to the side that i didn't get if it you free, don't
3: have it ready to make it our 300th episode i'm going to be oh very my, if bug dis- snacks
0: oh my god i almost spilled my coffee if bug snacks is not my game of the year
3: uh in retrospect uh
0: i don't know what i'm gonna do with my life it's it's i gotta tighten that up but yeah immortals <laughs> uh phoenix rising and i gotta tell you we all have uh different experiences i think as far as what we've played how far we've gotten but I do like that we all three have played it. I think it makes for a more uh, a rich conversation, robust, robust mm-hmm. conversation. Come out. Uh, I will say that uh, Chris started the game next. Uh, he then got his attention kind of diverted. Yeah, uh, he went to Dark Souls for a little while.
3: Or no, I went to no. What was I played? Oh, I went back and started playing Hades um and our things and then and then yeah then went to demon souls and then came back to this
0: you came you did find your way back and then once you found your way back your teeth sunk in and the funny thing is chris you beat the game yeah but so so the day after or the couple like maybe right after he goes back into demon souls and he's like yeah yeah Yeah. This is a wake up call, <laughs> and I was uh, I was the, the late arrival, the caboose of the hype train on Immortals. I mm-hmm. picked it up on Thursday, so as you hear this, not even a week ago, I picked it up, <clears throat> and uh, I think I was I, I think I was the lamest one. If if you know anything about Immortals, Phoenix mm-hmm. Rising, you, you're one of the main things you do is the main character is whatever you create. I left Phoenix. with the box art, you know og original character and i have not changed her shame uh can you guys disclose what you chose
3: uh, i think i originally made her look like an orc and then i, <laughs> I adjusted it to make her just kind of like a braid ponytail and you know
0: so you did keep a female yeah. um that's pretty cool john did you create a female oh no you tried to create her after the assassin's creed character right cassandra
1: yeah i got i got the because of because of like Ubisoft Club or something, I got the skins, the outfits, the things like that. So yeah. she's basically a more cartoony version of Cassandra.
3: Yeah. I might have used it, the it, Cassandra hair, I think. Is that the braided mom mom one? On the
1: side. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
3: it's the hair I yeah. used.
0: So if you haven't heard a, a thing about this game, the best way to describe it, and it's all over the interwebs, uh my friends all told me this. It's a nice combination of like if Assassin's Creed met Breath of the Wild and they had it. They they played Marvin Gaye, Let's Get It On, and they had a baby.
3: That's pretty and accurate. And this is,
0: this is kind of what that game feels like. Aesthetically, would you both agree that it looks like a Breath of the Wild-ish as far as like maybe the, the grass blades that you run yeah. through and things like that? Yeah. If it was in
1: 4K, for sure. If it was in <laughs> 4K, yeah.
0: And you guys have to pick up on this. Where does the Assassin's Creed come into? Is this the new Assassin's oh. Creed playstyle?
3: Not, not in the sense of it's RPG systems. Um, it's right. more... I think it's like leveling systems and such are kind of... I don't want to say they're kind of like the last Assassin's Creed. They're more of like a little bit like Zelda, but um, kind of just a standard RPG fair, Like, right? Collect material. So if I've ever played
0: an RPG, I should yeah. know what that like,
3: means. Well, stuff. like, you know, like <laughs> a lot of these open world games you're seeing, like Horizon Zero Dawn. Collect material. Great, use okay, it to upgrade various things right versus like assassin's creed has been more lately even though there is that element in the new one i guess but uh, odyssey for sure was more of go find um gear throughout the world and it's usually better yeah. than what you currently have on until you eventually get to the legendary sets but the biggest thing i think that people will see with um assassin's creed and this is just the combat um save for the god powers right a lot of the stuff, like things like when you're jumping in the air and having the ability to slow down time with your bow and arrow, or being able to make yourself turn invisible as you're sneaking around, um, you know, oh, things sorry. like the combos and the pairing with it, it, it just you could tell that's like where their base was as far as the yeah. the melee, and then they just built on that to kind of say like, well, we don't usually have mystical powers in these games. Uh, what can we add in that maybe we couldn't do with uh, an Assassin's Creed game, right? To kind of make it something closer to Breath of the Wild.
0: True that. Well, I mean, speaking of stuff they added in, one thing that the game centers around, of course, is something they chose to add in and make it a focal point, and that's Greek mythology. I, I love games that have mythology laced in them. Mm-hmm. Uh, In our little casual conversation off air, we I talked about how I like the, the Nord Nordic, um mythology from like God of War. Mm-hmm. I think you guys played Valhalla <laughs> and, and you guys that also had some Nordic or was it Viking mythology? I don't know if that's the same or not. It is. Excuse my uh ignorance on that. But uh but it's not it doesn't take it You know how like God of War has a serious tone to it? Yeah. Uh can we all agree that this game does not have a serious tone? Yeah. And and for me it to me it hits a great chord. What about you guys?
3: It's um yeah it's definitely not 100% serious it's more of you know i, I would call it like an odd couple cuz like the idea of this for the most part is that it's being it's a fable being told by prometheus to zeus uh and name drop <laughs> prometheus is kind of like the straight man telling you the events and he sometimes when it does get serious in some ways he talks a lot about the you know pains and and tribulations of the greek mythology and then Zeus is the the one-liner, you know, uh, just with the quick yep. quips and and all of that. He's meant to be uh, comedic relief for sure, more often than not.
1: Yeah, yeah in, my, in my experience with the dialogue, and it's and, and it's almost a constant narration and commentary of what you're doing in the game. Mm-hmm. One of the things, <clears throat> one of the things it does very well is it it really addresses in a very comical way. Uh, some of the problematic behavior of the gods mm-hmm. uh, that we've yes. learned about, you know, you know that you know that Zeus wasn't exactly kind to the many wives that he had, or the many women that he seduced. And they're talking about this this time that he did something or killed one of his wives. And Prometheus comments, "I thought she moved to. I thought you told me she moved to Barbados, <laughs> you know, yeah, something like that." So it just has this tongue in cheek, almost breaks the fourth wall kind of thing. Yeah. Where like, it's it's very self aware, but this but this game was actually developed by the Odyssey team, the Assassin's Creed Odyssey team, and what and what they um, and what they tell you is there was this glitch during the during the development cycle of Odyssey where for some reason there were these cyclops occupying your ship. Um, and it sort of got them to say, gosh, we'd really like to do something where we can detach ourselves from the Assassin's Creed myth- mythos and deal with with otherworldly powers mm-hmm. and magic and gods and things like that. So uh, that, yeah, that was the inspiration for the game.
0: And they got the, I just read this because I was going to bring this up, uh, that they got the green light because of how positive the reception from Odyssey was. I mean, if if Odyssey had sucked... And they go in and they're like, hey, guys, uh, we got a glitch and there's some Cyclopses. John, <laughs> we want to make a game about it. And the game well, sucked. Ubisoft, Ubisoft,
1: game. Ubisoft said, you want to do a puzzle game? Are you sure you <laughs> want to do a puzzle game? And they were like, yeah, yeah, we want to give this a shot. So, yeah. You know,
3: John, uh, them- the biggest sign that this is the Odyssey team, because it was bothering me, so I had to eventually look it up. Prometheus is the guy who did Leonidas in Assassin's Creed Odyssey. And then Zeus is Socrates. The voice actor who did that and like no, that- yeah <laughs> i was like yeah. so <laughs> it's noted that
0: you know since we're on that that theme of hum- humor humor and and whatnot uh <laughs> zeus and prometheus in particular they're saying was inspired by films like robin hood men in tights the princess bride and the naked gun yeah, yeah. and i think you they see that clearly <laughs> do you
3: yeah i mean uh it, it's a mix right it's it's yeah. definitely the humor is coming from there like it's very self-aware like there's i mean of course um the moment that you know the goddess nike gets bring, brought up in this like of course there's a shoe reference right like you know or just do it you know th- saying those kinds of things like um just the, <clears throat> like you would expect with those kinds of things and then but you know it's not all just for the laughs. Like, I will say that like no. as time goes yeah. on and especially as you, um, cause I guess like the setup for anyone who hasn't heard the, the premise is the idea is that Typhon has been freed and he's basically like slapped down all the gods, except for Zeus at this point. And Zeus has gone to Prometheus seeking help. And basically Prometheus is telling him, Hey, it's going to be a mortal that saves you, and he doubts him, and they make a deal to, you know, where if he can say, like, actually this does happen, then I'll free you. Because for those who don't know Prometheus' story, it's very tragic. Um, but uh, you know, as you go through and see this journey with the gods, and you go deeper into as John alluded to earlier, like things going on with them. Uh, and the more tragic parts of it, like it really does kind of like hit like, hey, this wasn't all just sunshine and, and rainbows back then as far as this mythology is very, very dark at times, uh, maybe even as dark at moments as Norse mythology.
0: Yeah, to, to to bring in kind of how this game made me think of Breath of the Wild, you know, like if you had played that game and you saw how Ganon's uh, had kind of made the land look after the great battle. Yeah. That 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 tone, Typhon has that same kind of vibe. When he decided to come up and do what he did, it kind of disturbed a lot of things. Animals look like they're infected. Maybe not the right word, but they're they're corrupted poisoned, not corrupted. That's the best word. Yeah, corrupted. And you know, and at first, as a player, not every animal's corrupted. So I went up and I killed one that wasn't, and then I went, oh, I felt bad. You know, because you just can't kill I a bear. I shouldn't have done that. But, but but the reason I did that is because I got straight hemmed up by one that was corrupted. So, uh, you know, there is that. What what I do like about the game, and we may talk about, you know, I joked open at, at the opening about how when, when Chris went back to Demon's Souls, how he quickly went, oh, yeah, this is this is hard. <laughs> this is not immortals. I got how- from
3: literally being a god to be a... Being a poor soul trying to survive, yeah.
0: and, and staying on that there, you you almost and this is no spoiler territory, but mm-hmm. as the game introduces itself, you quickly have mm-hmm. weapons and things that you normally don't get in video games until like in Zelda, you do a dungeon and it's time for you to get that or what have you. Yeah, but I quickly found that I had wings, a sword, an axe. I mean, I had all these things very early on, and the point right. of it is, is they want to give you that. Because they want you, I guess what to, to harness it, level it up, and like Chris said, eventually be powerful enough to be a god and and, and ultimately maybe go go take down the the evil that is typhon. Mm-hmm. so I, I found that that way of approaching the game pretty cool.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah, you in quick, it gives you all the tools and says, "Here's your master sword,
2: yeah, just go right. upgrade it." You know? it and, and you more. know
0: it's funny because i the one of the biggest complaints i had about breath of the wild is it took me forever to be able to get to the point where i knew the master sword was if you know the zelda universe you know where it is mm-hmm. and i couldn't pull the dang thing out i had to go do more stuff to pull it out you didn't have I, enough it out, I never do <laughs> um it, you know it it, it followed the <laughs> uh, <slow laughs> you're there. you're with me um it breaks like the rest of the weapons which sucks good thing in this game nothing breaks as far as i'm concerned except for maybe walls and rocks like they're supposed to cuz you have you know ba weapons
3: i think uh feelings break in this so Deeper feelings feeling. yes feelings deep, deep physical feelings
1: <laughs> you broke my feelings Yes. Oh my.
3: between the guts <laughs> um yeah it it's like a game where i would say I, my my hardest part was maybe starting out because it is very very basic for that first little starting Island, right? Like it's, here's some wings, here's a bow and arrow, here's an ax. And like for, until you get to the the hall of the gods, you pretty much, that's all you can do is that right. But luckily I had gone and done a good bit of the, uh, like the challenges, like the puzzles and the, uh, the like archery and the racing and all that kind of stuff. So I'd already built up a bunch of upgrade stuff. And then I basically unlocked the suite of the core-based god powers, right? Because yeah. that was what I was thinking. I was thinking it was like it was gonna be a true Zelda where it was go to the water temple to get X ability while you're there, right? And it's instead, not- it's like no, it's like here you go, here are your toys, and that's when the combat really opens up and it shows itself like where its strength is. Where like yeah, it's not the most difficult game, but it's fun because you have a just a sack full of different strategies you can use to, you know, conquer different situations. And, and that's funny. You bring that up because it, you
0: actually can cater that based on how you want to play. And an example of that is we were, we were hanging out and talking about, you know, this, uh, who, you know, this particular boss that, well, I was listening to Chris and a friend of the show, Mike talk about this boss that they were fighting. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I think Mike used the bow and arrow, And a special ability there, and that's what Chris brought up. You know, I I don't really use the bow. It was at
3: all the parry Medusa. Yeah, Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't. I I primarily was focusing on dodging. And when he said parry, I was like, "That's right, you can reflect back projectiles." And then, as soon as he said that, I was like, "Okay." And she died. That's
0: right. And I think later (laughs) on in that same conversation, when you brought up that you really aren't a big bow user, you use it when necessary for like these targets you got to hit or whatnot.
3: Yeah, which is really weird because yeah. I mean, um, John, I'm sure with Assassin's Creed you're at least somewhat similar. Like the the two things, uh, the one difference between me and John Assassin's Creed is John always goes more assassinating than I do, and I more so focus on having the brute strength. But I usually couple it with arrows, and arrows is like my form of stealth in that game, right? <laughs> like taking out people from afar. Um, oh. But in this, I just outside of the challenges, I really never tapped into the bow and arrow because there were so many mobs. I didn't, and I had so many other abilities. It just didn't feel necessary. And it really wasn't <laughs>
1: for me. Yeah. Uh, about- the bow and arrow was never my thing in breath of the wild either. And, mm-hmm. and it kind of adopts that sort of, that sort of thing. And bow and arrows are not, I've tried to in Valhalla, tried to upgrade the bow and arrow, the archery path mm-hmm. with the wolf, the wolf yeah. path. I think it's called trying to do that because you know the skills that you get with the bow and arrow are actually quite cool. I mean you could rain down heavy arrows on people. You know, you can arrow through walls like that makes any sense, but it um, does. Nords. Know, I, haven't, I haven't really I haven't really gotten far enough in this game to adopt a certain playstyle yet. Mm-hmm. My typical MO is not to is not to block, so, more so than to dodge and slow down time mm-hmm. so you can attack. Um, that's sort of been my modus operandi. Uh,
0: modus operandi, M-O, if you will. You know
1: what I'm saying?
3: I found the hammer uh, uh, is the win button. So The, the you, hammer? Yes. If you Once you get the hammer, hammer ability and, and you yeah. power that thing up, that thing I defeated, like, this is how you know this game wants you to get OP. I got to the back half of the game. And I just went and fought a world boss, came up on him, and I took a potion, right, intact potion, four hammers, and he was dead that's all it took for me to do it. You know, like probably was if I had done it earlier, Not in the game, yeah, yeah. Not if I'd done it earlier. It, it would have been a, you know, maybe a five minute thing instead of was about a 25 second thing.
0: Well, I fought like a world boss. That was a chicken. <laughs>
3: yeah. I remember that. And,
0: uh, I was very happy to beat that chicken. That was a big chicken. I got to
1: be- beat that. I beat that chicken. You mm-hmm. beat that chicken.
0: Yeah. It was,
1: it yeah. was in uh Aphrodite's area. Which yeah. is, uh, yes. Yes, <laughs> for sure. Uh,
0: that was, it was It was a fun fight because I beat two little chickens and then the big chicken came through. And I was like, what's up, chicken? You don't want
1: aren't like the chickens in Zelda.
0: <laughs> no, not at all. I can't pick this up and fly. This is terrible. Uh, so so the way the map is laid out, can you guys comment on if it's, I think it's very much like a, a Ubisoft game. I thought of Far Cry. Maybe you guys thought of. I, I thought it was um, Zelda. You thought, well, when I say that, you bring it up and then scattered across the map. And yeah, maybe like The Last Breath of the Wild. Yeah. There's a ton of icons that represent different things you can do Mm -hmm. while also showing you where the next quote unquote, you know, main story area is supposed to take you or what have you. Yeah. And I'm sorry, but in games like this, I am too much of a squirrel. (laughs) I've gone to something else on my way to the other thing. And that can be a good or bad thing Mm -hmm. when it's small and compact like Spider-Man was. Not Miles Morales, but the other one, I can handle it. It's good. But in this case... It's so much stuff. Sorry, John.
1: No, it's, you're good. The wor- the world sort of is patterned. I think that's where it gets a lot of its inspiration from breath of breath of the wild. Aside from the gliding feature that you have that, um, that, that link has, but, It has kind of like how Breath of the Wild had um, not dungeons, but uh, temples, little smaller temples that had puzzles in them. Yeah. You find those kinds of things all over the world. And it does it in a unique way where it doesn't, you you don't purchase a map or you don't, you know, you don't, you don't go to a tower. And and I think, well, there's portions of it where you sink, if you will. That's Mm. an Assassin's Creed term. Yeah, but you can stand on a high point in the world and sort of put turn on this this kind of this focus power and and spot different things and mm. reveal different things in the world and then go to them. Yeah, that's so cool. It's, it's sort of a self discovery mode where yes. finding the new things, finding those temples, if you will, are on you to do. Mm. Uh, at least in my experience, in the in the ten hours I've played, I, I wish like, that I so wish that other really game cool people like up.
0: You know, and, and did you find it by accident, John, or did you know, did you read a, this button does this thing before you started playing?
1: There was a, there was a cue in the game that was yeah. easily missable. Um, if you missed oh, it, yeah, you missed I
0: missed it. it. Yeah. I found it by accident. And
1: yeah. then when I went back to the game, I had to look up the controls mm. Oh, Uh to remember how to do it. Uh, and I, I just couldn't remember how to do it. So, so I've been going back to, um,
3: uh, you sped up for right. a second. You froze on mine. My- yeah, you totally yeah. got hyped for a bit. like you took a shot really. of espresso. Let me tell you about this real quick. <laughs> let me tell you about the micro machines. But hey, um, yeah. As far as map, um, I know I'm. I'm a little divided. On, on one hand, I really like the fact that the the sections of it, right, like between the different god regions or whatever, they all feel very distinct. Like right, like when you're in Aphrodite versus Ares, they are two very different areas and you feel that and they feel appropriate to who they are. Um, I'm a bit divided on how they actually did the map because like on one hand, it's a little bit like breath of the wild, right? Go up and try to find a high point to kind of scout to see it's around, but where with breath of the wild, you couldn't just like unlock and, and highlight everything and then know, Hey, here's where everything I need to go and do is, um, versus with this, it's, it's more of like, it's doing a little bit of Assassin's Creed where you're, you know, you're still going to the the sync point to reveal the map, right? And then you have to take the time to actually do a 360 around and get as many of these items as you can. And I don't know that, that part, like it got old fast to me because I would, I want one of two ways. I want either it be this thing where you're doing Skyrim and, and Breath of the Wild, where I just ride and discover Right, whatever is coming to me, um, or I want it like Assassin's Creed, like Valhalla did, right? Like where I go and sink, and maybe you don't tell me what's there, but you give me lights to say, hey, there's going to be things here that you want to go and hit up and see what they are. Go find out what they are, right? Because like it was like the best example. There's like a there's a huge cavern like this lava river that separates one of the zones. That leads to the mountain where Tartarus or Typhon is, right? And I was thinking, like, as you fly down into this, it could be really interesting to be like, what is in here? But I just knew that there were two chests that I need to get. So it wasn't really that exciting to explore. I was like, okay, yeah, I'm here to get two chests and that's it. And then I went on with my life, you know? There wasn't some story to be had for me to just discover, I guess you could say. So I don't know. I was conflicted on that. Mm. I was reading an email
0: just now. Oh no, it's good. My nose is not running cause I'm crying. My nose is running cause it's running. John, do you want to the... comment on what Christy said?
1: Um, I, I don't, I don't see an issue with that. Um, uh, you, you know, when I, when I sink, when I, when I stand on a sink point in Valhalla and I see all these mm-hmm. lights everywhere, I just get a feeling of being overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. and yes. so to, to me, when you, when you, when you get to that sink point in immortals, it's the, for the purpose of unlocking the area or, or, or highlighting the area. But you know, you just, you explore at your, le- at your leisure. If you don't want to focus on anything and just do your own self discovery you can do all that. It, it sort of gives you the option of doing, of discovering the world in, in the ways you want to. You do not even have to use the function. If you don't want to, you can just come up on something and discover it there. But um, you know, one thing about the world that really surprised me and is sort of refreshing in—in, I guess at the time, 2020, but 2021, if you will. Mm -hmm. You know, in Valhalla, I am 75 hours into that game, and I could probably get away with doing another hundred. Sure. Um, This one seems to be one of those large open world games. It's not the biggest open world in the you know that you can find, and it's sort of it's sort of one of those minimalist open world games that sort of respects your time that says here's here's a lot of solid content, but we're not we're not gonna make you do this for sixty plus hours. It's something that I've read people are, you know, people are pretty much covering a good portion of the game between 30 and 40 hours. And it's it's it seems a lot of the a lot of the praise that's been put on this game is that it's hitting a sweet spot. Um, sort of this hybrid open world that's really res- taking more respect of your time Yes. and saying, this isn't going to take you hundreds of hours to do. Here's just something small and enjoyable for you to go play. Like <laughs> that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh,
0: that's, and I, my approach is, I must be real quick, Chris, and, and you hammer in, my approach is that as well, when you said hybrid, it made me go, yes, that's how I'm playing the game. I'm hybridly using the little function where I can find things to navigate me to do my own leisure, if that makes sense. So
1: I'm hmm. hybridly. Yeah, hybridly, new (laughs) word, Chris.
3: Yeah, jumping off what John said there like, if there's been a criticism, especially with Odyssey and now Valhalla, even more so, I think, is that like Ubisoft is making these games where just to do the core storyline, you literally have to go everywhere and you have to get pretty much near to max level to beat it. And to do that can take anywhere from 60 to 100 hours at the very least, right? Like, John, as he said is still playing that game. And I'm guessing you're probably getting up near a hundred cause that's easily where I was when I beat the game, you know? And the thing about it is with both of those games, in my opinion, at least the main story wasn't something that mission in mission out was so riveting and so unique mission structure wise that I was like, yeah, I'm really feeling this. Unlike something like Witcher three or Skyrim where, I did want to because everything felt different and unique. Um, so to, for them to pare this down and say like, I beat this game and and I had maxed out my weapons and I had just about maxed out my armor. The only reason I didn't, I didn't want to go find more chests to, to get the <laughs> one key like item that you can't get anywhere else to upgrade those. But um, you know, I didn't need it to beat the game. Like that was the, clear part i probably could have been that game 15 20 hours earlier than i did i think i had like 50 hours total with the game and i liked that because this story is concise you know yeah it follows a formula to each of the sections for the most part right but every god feels like they're their own storyline with their own problems and it's not just consistently repeating the exact same structure, which is probably the biggest criticism of Valhalla is that even though like, you know, you know this now, John, like even though the characters might be a little bit different in tone in the different regions, right? It's pretty much the exact same path for 75% of them, you know? And and I didn't feel that way here.
1: It's funny on a side note, not having my I mean, just kind of a commentary on the open world and vastness of these new Assassin's Creed games playing ac syndicate has made me miss that old style of gameplay mm. um i want know, if they could just tweak, if Just they could just tweak a couple of things that were wrong with those games yeah and just bring them back you know it'd be i think it'd be so refreshing and people would love it
3: take take the um take take the i guess the map and the combat um and the freedom to explore right of the new ones and then just hair that down into instead of having something that's very core is a fifty hour experience, make it a twenty to 25, 30 hour experience with a bunch of optional stuff. And if they did that, I think yeah. they would have the the perfect like groove set for yeah. whatever. Do the next.
1: origins do the origin style games yeah. one year and then do the the old school Assassin's Creed. Okay. Do the yeah. stuff. Uh, I don't mean fun. to bring it
0: That'll up again, cool. but you guys are kind of describing to me what I felt like playing
3: Spider Man. Yeah, it wasn't too big. There was enough to do. Yeah,
1: I to exactly. Uh,
3: yeah, yeah. That's what uh, I loved about that game was I platinum Spider Man in a weekend. Like I, I was off Friday and I, that's all I did, and it was awesome to be able to say that. Especially you
0: don't, you don't have to have the you know the greatest you know memory or reflection on a game. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be the greatest game ever if it doesn't meet seventy five hours of game time. No, not no. Not all games are made that way. We still talk about. Remembering playing Spider Man on PS4. Like it's yes. gonna be like that for a while, you know? Um, speaking of remembering, you know, my time is limited. I got the game on Thursday. Um, you got more time Chris beat the game, John's got more time than me, I think, by a couple of hours. But so far, what has been your favorite moment? And I'll lead this off to give you an example, okay? Mm-hmm. So on the cover of the game, uh Phoenix is appearing to go up to what appears to be a gigantic monster. Cyclops, I think is what it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I found myself in game being introduced to a Cyclops for the first time. They made it, they made it kind of funny to what happened, but then you, you're quickly found yourself fighting the Cyclops. For me, that was the best moment so far. Uh, and I know that's, that's maybe coming up a little short of what the game's going to eventually give me. Cause I am, I, am loving the game. I'm loving being lost in it. And so far, that's my favorite spot. Can you guys think of a, your favorite quote unquote moment or, you know, situation Chris with you was through your entire playthrough or John for what you've done so far. Sorry. You know me. I, I did the no thing again.
3: Oh, okay. um, I think probably exploring the world. My favorites were primarily finding the frescas. Um, I didn't, overly love the puzzles in this game. Cause most of them didn't really feel like puzzles. It just felt like guiding thing to spot. And then they seem to be you
0: very, you're spot on about them being pretty easy.
3: Yeah. Like there was maybe one of like, cause the gods each kind of have like, I guess their equivalent of what would be a temple, you know? Um, yes. it, it's really just a, a larger of these Tartarus pits, but like, They, you know, those were the only ones that kind of had a little bit more to them. And there's one of those that was challenging, not so much in the fact of a puzzle, more so the fact that it had to do with like moving objects and things. And you had to be very perfect with platforming. Um, But the frescoes I liked because. They're not very hard puzzles but they are like the one really true puzzle in the game. <laughs> and yeah. um I liked it because they were they're fast, they were rewarding and usually there was a Greek mythology story that was parable to oh, it. So we'll like you know, it, yeah, I liked hearing the guy who does Prometheus I think like that was a really good pick for telling these things, these Greek stories I think. Cool.
1: John hmm. You know to be honest <laughs> the the narrations of the game particularly this one spot the one spot I already told you guys about about yeah you know, he's talking about his wife mm-hmm, Just yeah. moment his back, wife that where, where they're actually making me you know laugh out loud um yeah. with with this stuff but you know when it comes to the puzzles you know i I there there's been a couple of times where where I've spent a, a little bit of time trying to figure out um, like into in the Tartarus pits, trying to get these platforms to be to put the crates on platforms to make them all sink the way they're supposed to. There's a couple of times where that's taken me, a, you know, a little while than maybe it should. The average brain, but uh, you know, it it they're no easier um, than than a zelda puzzle yeah and, and, and me it's almost like y- y- it you it's it's damned if you do damned if you don't wh- when it comes to stuff like this it's like do you make puzzles so hard that it breaks immersion you know and, and sometimes you have to find that right balance all i care about and it's a valid criticism don't get me wrong but all i care about is are the puzzles fun to do
2: yeah to and me they, they were
1: not, and i know that's not fun cool. to, and if they're not fun to do then you've got a problem yeah and for some, and for some people Like, I think the IGN review was like, these puzzles are just too freaking easy.
3: They, yeah. And I'm like, like, Chris of WGC,
1: I'm (laughs) sorry that you platinum the witness or something. (laughs) Right. I I just,
3: Um, I just felt like there wasn't some memorable moment in them. Like, right. Like, and I was, I was hoping for that, especially with the God ones. But it, it does for the most part feel a lot of pushing around stuff to just unlock the thing. Right. And it got to a point with them where of all the things I abandoned first, like in the map, right? Like I just had playing once I had my stamina. Cause that's the way you build up stamina in this game. Once I got that up there where I was like, okay, between this and my potions, I can fly and climb pretty much everywhere I need to go. Um be fun when I, get I I just, I didn't even care about doing them anymore. I just kind of moved on Um, because they are just, uh, one you, I didn't need it. You first
0: them. Them with the game. You did it? You won.
3: <laughs> I did. <laughs> That's a little seventy hours later. We had
0: <laughs> okay. You put it. You mm-hmm. definitely once you like I told in the in the opening when you put your teeth into this, you kind of yeah. you you hammered hard. You were you know. I had
3: nothing else. It it's deep. been it was like a miserable cold week, so I was just like, well, let's see here. It's amazing it's when good. I don't go out it's to all drink all beer tea. at a bar. How much more I can game? <laughs> uh. <laughs>
0: Oh my goodness! Oh, excuse me. Uh, The game was released. uh, If you're listening to this and you're like, "Oh, I well, can I play it, dude?" We were joked in the off air. It was released on everything. Uh, The (laughs) Nintendo Switch has it. All the Playstations have it. All the Xbox has it. Have it. And then if you're the,
1: I think it's even on Etch a Sketch.
0: Yeah, I think it's on Etch a Sketch and uh, that coffee cup in your cabinet. It's everywhere. Like it (laughs) legit. And and the good thing, uh, if you live by Walmart. Walmart has cut the price to thirty nine ninety nine, which I think is more than fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I think that's a really good. I'm tell you now, I, I, when we get to the Richards, I'm gonna go ahead and I'll say it again. This is it. It came out the gate as a possible goatee for me. I mm-hmm. love this game. And and you can knock it simplicity, which I've also too read John, but it it comes back to this: when you play a game, is it fun to you? And for me so far that is a a a, a resounding yes. Mm-hmm. So there's a tease of where ten. <laughs> there's a, <laughs> there's a tease uh, tease of where I'm gonna stand in just a moment when we give our Richards, but
1: ten. Uh <laughs> ten. Uh,
0: uh ten. 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 Uh, but yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's not it's not overcomplicated in its combat style. You do have to be familiar with holding a controller <laughs> and <laughs> and every button i mean that's funny right but every button on that controller does something that depending on how you play you need to kind of be good at it you know yeah. uh i had a friend a friend of the show adam who uh, i told him that he needed to learn how to instead of dodge because he was doing a lot of dodging i said well good piece of advice that my dear friend chris gave me uh learn how to parry uh parry parry and it'll change your life. And it does. But then my my good friend, Chris, also witnessed me not realizing that when the enemy lights up red, that you cannot yeah. carry that attack.
3: Yeah, that's that's I something from Assassin. That's something luckily for me and John, something from Assassin's Creed. So we know we we know that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I was like, I'll carry anything, bro. Bring it. And he quickly brought it and I lost. Uh, but yeah it was like a yeah chainsaw fight exactly but i lost every one of them chris may chris may proclaim that in and the real chainsaw fights i also lost every one of them that is inaccurate it
3: was not true it was definitely a 70 percent failure rate because <laughs> then i would see i would see reloading level and then i'd hear i lost no you
0: hear <laughs> you'd hear chainsaw fight and then it stop there are no more words levels go black lost restart and you knew what happened but you guys remember playing and this may date me a little while but there was a game called track and field on the nintendo entertainment system yes yeah. and it came with a pad that you could run
1: on that thing is valuable now if you have I, a fresh I, copy
0: i, 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 I yeah. had a friend named john who i think had it and he traded it in at GameStop. No, i didn't have it <laughs> but I, with the chainsaw fights reminded me of chris which i couldn't push the button fast enough and mm-hmm. i remember playing track and field where i couldn't run fast enough to the point where I was part of the generation that instead of standing on it and running, we got on our hands and knees and used our hands to run faster. That was but literally
3: not, the yeah. game like when I would go visit my grandparents that they would That's make great. me play whenever they wanted to get me tired out to go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Let Chris play some video games, Chris. is like, woohoo! Okay, like I'm gonna play Mario. No, oh, you're no, you're playing track and field.
0: <laughs> Shut it down.
3: <laughs> but uh
0: <laughs> if, if you guys have nothing else to add, if you do, you know, speak now, forever hold your truth. But uh the I think we we done pretty good,
3: but Chris, you gonna add something? The one big compliment I will give, um, I there, there, game there, game there, there is uh, just for Ubisoft and this team because like a lot of games that have played um, here at launch on these new systems that weren't already out have had issues, including Valhalla, like you know just system issues, right? Struggling to make sure they work, and like John, I'm sure you've had various like hiccups and crashes and weird moments i have not had one of those um i think i had maybe one time where when i was loading into a level the game froze and i had to reload and it actually cost me a little bit of time uh that i had to get back but besides that i haven't really had any gameplay or bugs or things like that and for an open world game that's 30 hours you know at least pretty good yeah i mean i I think they deserve uh praise for that
0: yeah, it, and, and it is, we should note, Chris, you played it on, what, your Xbox?
3: Yeah, Series X. It says
0: Series X, and uh, he did actually at some point use the uh, the Xbox cloud gaming service. Trying to uh, save things. I, I, I didn't hear him say, you know, at the time that I was with him that he had any issues. He says since moved it and, and is playing it straight up, you know, no cloud service. John and I played it on PS5, and I have had zero issues with the game. It, matter of fact, I've noticed how fast, even I mean, you know, the quick resume features that they talked about on these next gen consoles, it's, it's shining on this game. Like I I can pick right up where I left off and, you know, go and die from a bear. It's, it's, it's fun.
1: I mean, if you do a side by side comparison for switch and PS five, you can, you can tell it's significantly Mm -hmm. less pretty, but it's still beautiful on switch. I mean, it looks great, but, uh, I mean, one of the things um, this game was supposed to come out almost a year ago, like yeah. maybe nine months. Ago. Yeah. And Ubisoft said, take another nine months, work on it, make it right. And you're seeing, you know, and you're seeing the evidence of it. So, yeah, yeah, I agree. I haven't, I've had no, there might be the occasional dip in frame rate mm-hmm. occasionally, but it doesn't do anything to just break the immersion.
3: Well, that's because you're on PS5 and don't have 10 billion t- teraflops like that we do on series X.
1: That's what I hear. Yeah. You
3: should, we should just be quiet
0: and let his, uh, his Richardness just Bill
3: Spencer away. is in my Xbox, and when I need to, he just turns up the flops. And then it's better. You know, That's just the way that system works. A little tiny Phil in there.
1: We are happy <laughs> for you.
3: Yeah, way to go,
0: tiny Phil. <laughs> uh, but if, if you guys are ready, uh, who mm-hmm. wants to go first and give their Richard? Uh, flop it on the table, boys. Let's get it going.
3: Uh, I give it are an eight. You- I think you know yeah i mean i I think this is a solid great game i mean like i don't think it rewrites anything it didn't like you know as we said like it feels a lot of breath of the wild it feels a lot of assassin's creed um but it does everything very well it doesn't wear out your time um you know maybe about the only thing i could say is like towards the end uh, i would encourage people don't focus on maybe leveling up everything to its highest level, because I think that's the one part where it does get a little bit stale is at the end, because even if you are doing these different tricks, you're literally just wrecking everything that's in front of you. Right. So, um, but besides that, like besides those final hours where that became apparent that that was the case, like for after the little opening, I was, I was having a blast for most of this. So, um, definitely recommend. And I think it, It's a good way, maybe, like, to have a kid experience something. What an Assassin's Assassin's Creed game is before they're maybe the age where they should play an Assassin's Creed game. Like, like if they were ten or eleven, right? I think this would be a fun little introduction to like what those games are like.
0: Uh, That may or may not be fair. I don't know.
2: Mm -hmm. Uh,
3: Chris had just to make another
0: note. Chris is the one that completed this game.
2: Mm -hmm. So his
0: eight, that's pretty solid. He's finished it. John, John and I are kind of in session, if you will. And John, I'll go next if unless you're ready to just go to kind of let you know. Uh, I told you guys this is a possible goatee for me only because of the immense, immense amount of fun that I'm having with it. So it's come out the gate sitting at at a nine. And of course, because it's ongoing, I'm in session with it. If 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 the story is lackluster and and I find myself bored, it may dip. If if I continue to have fun and things challenge me and things like that, it could raise above and
1: and be a ten. Uh, but right now it's a nine,
0: and I I feel very good leaving it there.
1: Well, I am I'm between I'm between a high eight and a nine. I'm not sure exactly where I am. It's a game that I that I would like to spend some time with platinuming. You know, uh, yeah, we'll see how that goes. Um, One of the things that, you know, I'm hoping that the price dip and I'm afraid that the price dip means a certain thing, but I'm hoping it's doing well enough to, you know, garner a second chance to give them, give them some time to do another version of this. Um, The DLC, uh, the, the season pass looks amazing. I mean, they're giving you continuations of this protagonist, but they're, they're doing expansions for China, I believe, I think. And then a, an expansion for an a, and just completely brand new characters. Mm. So that's a really cool thing. Um, you know, one of the things that hurt this, I think, is the, you know, three open world Ubisoft titles in a span of two and a half months.
0: Possibly. But, yeah.
1: You, know, you got, what was it? Watchdogs Valhalla, which is an exhausting game to play. Um, <laughs> and six days like, before Cyberpunk. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Listen, I'm sorry that Ubisoft were the ones ready for the next gen and they did their work. It's not their fault. Right? No, <laughs> you know, I'm just saying that I
1: think I'm the
0: people all.
1: I'm just thinking that people who have invested in Watchdogs and Valhalla and all these things were sort of tapping by the time the like, came. came that, that,
0: yeah. I just want to play Meat Boy.
1: But I think it's, That's I think super. it's so charming. I think it's something fresh out of a Disney Pixar movie. You know, it, it's it's just got it's just got some really neat stuff to it and it 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 just kind of appeals to a you know a wider mass audience i agree maybe that hurt it i don't know
0: possibly i don't know we'll see um i'm sure at some point we'll report some numbers for you know the mpds of of the months that are coming up and hopefully we see this game on it it from all of us you see that it got high marks it's definitely a worth worth play i think we can leave it there at that
3: yeah (laughs) do some news uh yeah i'd probably be a good idea okay hot off the press and straight to your ears weekly games chat presents the news,
2: news. 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 we it's have like never news.
3: we
0: have never been that on time with news before
3: and like, it, you know what i think you guys didn't actually like really peek out for once yeah like, usually too much yeah
0: i don't. You know news and believe it or not boys to lead off news this week it's none other than your boy ricky henderson himself me the lead off man in news that's right i really love name dropping ricky henderson a lot when i talk about lead off
3: you need to start talking about yourself in third person
2: (laughs) yeah
0: sean's gonna lead off uh hogwarts legacy has been delayed and funny enough before i read the official news uh, but we, that news broke like literally the day our podcast released. Yeah. <laughs> where it was, it was, you know, one of my most anticipated games of 2021, but uh, to read the official release, Hogwarts legacy has been delayed to 2022 in order to give quote the game, the time it needs. Uh, and if you're wondering if there's a release date, there is no specific release date announced. That is devastation in a statement on Twitter quote we would like to thank fans from around the world on tremendous on the tremendous reaction to the announcement of hogwarts legacy from our port e-games label that's a fantastic games label by the way right creating the best possible experience for all of the wizarding world and gaming fans is paramount to us so we are giving the game the time it needs hogwarts legacy will be released in 2022 um the this rpg is set in the wizarding world of the 1800s and was on my most anticipated games of the year list Ooh, isn't that that hurt that's a that's a humdinger
1: yeah that one that one's that one hurts because i was a part of that game too yeah but um i'm sick of this the, this old sentiment we use all the time a bad game is bad forever a delayed game is whatever and see, Miyamoto said it, but nobody can ever get the quote right. Yeah, I, don't, I have to go look it up every time.
0: I don't, I don't, I don't even. Yeah, I, I, I get it, and and you know, part of me appreciates coming out and just saying, "Hey, bro, it ain't coming out this year." Thanks.
3: Yeah. Trust me. Think, trust me, guys. You yeah, want yeah. them to take their time. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah,
1: I think they. I think they're just going back and and you know, brushing away all of J.K. Rowling references. They came and you know, getting getting. Getting it out of the public consciousness because oh my god, canceled. <laughs> so, Can
0: you imagine if, if 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 like J.K. Rowling names her pops up like uh, Hit Hideo Kojima's name in Metal Gear games, and it was just J.K. JK Rowling Productions. Like, we gotta fix that now. <laughs> that's right. No, Directed uh, by JK yeah, J.K. Rowling. there are Harry Potter fans all around the world. Uh, that's that that goes without saying, and a lot of those uh, are gamers. I, I I feel pretty confident. And saying, or or at least, are aware of video games, and may only buy a console to play this game, or you know, on a PC or whatever. And it's gonna suck to not to to live to live in a world, uh, where I know this game is not coming out. But that just means there's an opportunity for another game to step up. And uh, I'm talking like I'm on the Alabama team, coach. Well, uh, next man up.
1: Just welcome, uh, welcome to the welcome to the to my world in Metroid Prime. Sorry. I was
0: gonna make a Metroid Prime four joke. You know, that game's been uh getting better for how many years now, John?
1: Twenty three years. I think the last uh main the last main Metroid game was gosh, when did that thing come out? Two thousand eleven, maybe? <laughs> Metroid uh Metroid Other M? Yeah. yeah. Was-
3: we were living together.
0: Yeah. Don't you wish that other Metroid Other M type games would have come out for you?
1: <laughs> yes, it's so easy.
3: I would say oh my God. Uh,
1: they just I mean, this year's like the twenty no thirty fifth anniversary, so they got to do something.
3: I would just say, Sean, uh, don't feel bad because I have a feeling that this is going to be the trend for this whole entire year. I mean, I don't you know. Think, you
0: mentioned that last yeah. week as a joke.
3: No, I I, I I don't think it was a joke. I, I think this is going to be yeah this, this to be fair this was kind of a lean fall right like in comparison like we went through Rock's october fall? with literally only one game until the last week uh yeah that was on everyone's radar and i just i think a lot of things are you know i, I would not expect like things like just from microsoft i wouldn't expect fable this year i wouldn't expect uh you know, maybe the next Forza game comes out this year. Halo 5?
2: <laughs> yeah, Halo, 5, Halo,
3: Halo would be the one I could see coming out yeah. this year, and that's just because it's been in development for so long, right? But, yeah. you know, I, I think it, this is going to be a continuing thing for the short term. Well, two things could happen.
2: Two things! Two things!
3: Uh, we could become your weekly
0: variety gaming chat where we just talk about whatever floats our boat. One. And... We also could play a ton of old games, <laughs> right? Yeah. We can
1: go nostalgia. We can mm-hmm. go
0: nostalgia. We, we'll, listen, what that means, ladies and gentlemen, is we will still be here rocking. You know what I'm saying? Weekly retro like, chat. Just, speaking of retro, one of the greatest Star Wars games I ever played was on my Super Nintendo. Um, and Which John has some, huh? like Super Star Wars, Super Return of the Jedi, uh, <laughs> yeah. Super Empire Strikes Back. Those games were awesome.
1: Yeah, For- I, I, my favorite one was Super Return of the Jedi.
0: My game was so, dude, you're running around with Luke and his green lightsaber, right? That was good. Super gangster. But John, I think you got some new um, news on Star Wars games.
1: Well, I have a question for you guys. How come in in like the 30 plus years that NASA has been, you know, looking out into the stars, they've never once spotted a Star Wars logo floating through space? Or a galaxy far, far away? I don't know. I don't understand how that works. But far EA fun. and Lucasfilm, Lucasfilm Games, and, and let's talk about the status of, of, of this relationship. EA's exclusivity deal will be expiring in a couple of years. Seems like it's been going on forever.
3: Yeah, oh, that's that. 13.
1: Yeah. <laughs> expiring <laughs> in a couple of years. And Lucasfilm Games has taken it upon themselves to be ready. An open world Star Wars title has been announced and under development from Ubisoft Massive, the team behind the Division series.
0: Uh, that's what I named my Richard, by the way. Ubisoft Massive.
1: That's actually uh, uh, the name of mine. Uh, the dev team has Twinkies. announced.
3: <laughs> I thought it was John Rambo. <laughs> oh,
1: man. The dev team. The dev team has announced several job listings that mention, quote, action adventure and RPG games, and also, quote, linear and nonlinear storytelling. Beyond this, not much is known. Uh, Lucasfilm Games VP Douglas Riley explains that this rebrand, quote, is really the culmination of years of preparing to come out and say, quote, we're here. We've got a team of people. We're going to make a lot of great games. And here's some new things you weren't expecting, From us to do that we're now starting to do. And that's going to continue throughout the next year or so, where we're going to continue to announce projects that are more representative of the legacy of the old Lucasfilm games that we're now trying to live up to. In a statement from EA following this announcement, quote, We are proud of our longstanding collaboration with Lucasfilm Games, which will continue for years to come. Our talented teams have created some of the most successful games in the history of the Star Wars franchise, including Star Wars Jedi, Fallen Order, Star Wars Battlefront, Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes, and Star Wars Squadrons. We love Star Wars and look forward to creating more exciting experiences for players to enjoy. Stay tuned for Disney Infinity (laughs) 4.0.
3: Don't we hope so? That wasn't in the quote, John. I think that was just a hope and a dream. Yeah,
1: that's true.
0: That's true. That's true. <laughs> Dang it! Sorry, Chris. You yeah. don't have to kill my dreams, dude.
1: The question is: the question is: is this is this all because uh, Disney was unhappy with EA? Yes. Um, or it, were, were there ever going to be, regardless of what? Uh, yes, you know what
0: I'm saying. I mean, I'm holding up right now. You know the characters from that, right? But go ahead, John.
1: Sorry. Yeah. Regardless of what. Uh, <clears throat> Of what this contract would have produced. Let's say Battlefield, uh sorry, Battlefront never had these uh microtransactions. Let's say everything made billions of dollars. The question mm-hmm. is would 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 Disney have continued their relationship with EA exclusively? Yes. And who's to say?
0: Yeah. I would say that yes. that's a great question. I mean I mean, I, got-
1: I mean, if I was EA's president and they were like, you guys you guys are sucking. I'd be like, well, how's your new trilogy going? <laughs> you know? so, uh, take that. They're, they're shot, just counting the
3: money and going like, fine. <laughs> it's going I great. Say in,
0: uh, Battlefront two. Mm-hmm. They nailed the star war, star Wars world. Mm-hmm. It, you When you dropped in, you felt like, Oh my God, this is really happening right now. Mm-hmm. And, and, and when the, the legend, would hop in that would be like luke skywalker hopping in your battle or whatever you're you were really terrified you're like that's freaking luke skywalker so they did and you know that when they say they love star wars you could feel it in some of their titles but they just got so intermingled and mixed with and i mean like you say microtransactions and loot boxes and I
3: i, I think this is just a larger thing to show like how much ea fell right like from the point <laughs> you, like, yeah, that's true. From the point like when they first announced their deal, which was like, yeah, it was like 2011, 2013, some somewhere in that range. Um, and if you look at in the years leading up to the announcement, you could see why Disney would want to entrust these kinds of games to them because they're coming off of like Dead Space two and Dead Space three, Mass Effect, right? Dragon Age is in this period. Um, you know, they have they had a lot of different successes. And shown, like, hey, we can make a different, a lot of different types of games. You know, Battlefield was blowing up at that point, right? And then you look at it after the deal, and all of a sudden, here comes Mass Effect Andromeda. Here comes, you know, issues with Battlefield Five and um, other, you know, just countless other titles. And then, of course, even within Star Wars itself, as John said, Battlefront 2 having its big microtransaction issue, um, having to cancel a game from Amy Henning that you were building up, you know, all of those things just, I think, are a bigger issue with that company and where they are right now, which is like, I can't remember the last thing that was a AAA experience that wasn't like a Battlefield or something from Respawn, right? Uh, that really has hit the nail on, on the head, right? And I think like that's that's why if you're them, you start looking saying, what's the better way to do this? Should we just entrust this all to one place or should we get a bunch of people that are in the games industry and understand it and will know different partners of who would be good to work with on this type of project? And if you're going to make it's a big exactly open that. world game and you're going to choose a major studio that would be open in this Ubisoft's a pretty good pick, right? Like I think for sure we just, get-
1: sometimes, I just, sometimes I just get tired of, I mean, not you, not you, Chris, but sometimes I get tired well, of that repeated adage of they canceled, they canceled Amy Hennig's game. I'm like, well, maybe in Amy Hennig's game sucked. Maybe <laughs> sometimes, but that sometimes says how bad it is because they weren't good. And, you know, if I was EA's president, I'd be like, sorry, Disney, sorry, we made you $1.2 billion on an app galaxy of heroes they're not
0: going to because they're they're also making money from disney no
1: i mean i understand but galaxy of heroes for one just that little game that they have has made 1.2 billion dollars lifetime i mean it's 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 we we should stop pretending like the the relationship has not made them tons of money sure because it had
0: well in their statement john they listed one two three, four games out of all the games they made.
3: <laughs> yeah. In a decade. I think like if you're Disney, you were expecting more, right? That's probably how yeah. they were looking at it. They probably, I'm sure in their minds, they wanted a star Wars game of some sort every year. Right. At most every yeah. 18 months. And this is what they got. And I mean, squadrons, I don't think I doubt squadrons sold, you know, exceptionally well. Um, Definitely. the. Yeah,
0: it, look, it was a good, it, it is a good game. i ain't going to say was, it's yeah. a good game. And I, if you remember, I played it on VR and it was it was phenomenal.
3: And f- I think Fallen Order sold pretty well, you know, so that yeah, like like I said, true. so I don't expect them to cancel that. I'm very sure that they're going to go back to Respawn and say, please make a sequel to this game or something else. Right. Because they've proven that they can do it and do it well. But like, why would you tie yourself to that one studio, especially in today's day and age? It, it just doesn't make a lot of sense for them.
1: Well, you know, with the studio that, that does the division, I'm mm-hmm. very excited to see what they come up with as, with a Star Wars game. For sure. Be a
0: Mandalorian game. It's going to be great.
1: Yeah. That'd be fun. <laughs> uh, Chris now is going to update us on
0: some of the cyberpunk drama that it's, is uh, speaking uh, not of sagas, going away. Right? Yeah, speaking of sagas. That's right. <laughs> uh, not the Luke Skywalker saga in this case. We're talking cyberpunk. <laughs>
3: A second class action lawsuit has been filed against Cyberpunk 2077 from a law firm representing the studio's investors. The content of this claim is said to be the same suit that the studio received at the end of last year. The lawsuit claimed that investors were misled about the performance issues of the game on base consoles and other news. It has come to light that many developers at CD Projekt Red did not believe it would be ready for launch in 2020. According to a report from Bloomberg's Jason Schreier, Uh, One hurdle was the developers tried to develop the engine in the game simultaneously, a concept on a developer called, or a developer called trying to drive a train while the tracks are being laid right in front of you at the same time. Uh, Finally, the studio also confirmed that the next gen update for Cyberpunk 2077 will be released in the second half of 2021. I think they basically said like, what we're going to get a patch here this month, like supposed to be in the next couple of days, a patch next month and then free DLC and these upgrades are coming some point in the back half of this year. But yeah, that that Jason Schreier article I read and oof, you can see where the, the break is just by, you know, reading this and you go, I think one person came out and said like, we were kind of on the operating assumption that this should be a game that at the earliest was coming out in 2022. And then, you know, and like they had that, they had a bunch of concept stuff that pretty much when the main director for this game took over, right. And replaced the original director. They, in 2016, they tossed out a bunch of stuff and went back. Um, they had stuff with like Go back. the tech demo that wowed everyone at E3 that one year and really got everyone pumping this up uh, finally in the mainstream of the industry. Like apparently that was a huge diversion of time and resources to do. And of course it ended up featuring a lot of things that just didn't really end up making it into the final game for whatever reason. Um, So, you know, it, it's, it's still Struggleville over there. <laughs> it is hashtag
0: Struggleville. And I mean, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hope, and I've said this before that, you know, C D Project Red gets it gets itself together. It, it it appears to be a good studio before this it appeared to be a very humble, very good studio before this debacle. Uh I hope that it doesn't lead to main figures, you know, becoming the uh the I guess I don't want to say criminals, but the culprits behind this hot mess mm-hmm. and it kind of bring down C D Project Red. Maybe, maybe something happens like John said, where it goes from entering the triple a realm and it kind of does a little backstep and it goes back to the king of double a games i don't think that's a bad thing especially right now but who knows bro who knows we i promise you this there'll be more news coming out
1: i think we should sue him
0: you a just throw our names in the hat right what's (laughs) the worst that can happen counter sue oh no
3: (laughs) i'm just uh the one thing is amazing is that there hasn't been a resignation yet because i figured that's maybe what this second lawsuit is about is trying to get those people out in the upper management people, you know?
0: Yeah, you might but. be right. I don't know.
3: Who knows? Uh, Who we'll knows? just have to we wait to wait wait see. It's C uh,
0: exactly. Chris, I uh, guess see. what I'll
3: be doing. What's that buddy? <laughs> I'll be waiting until April. Cause NVIDIA has warned that the supply of its RTX 30 series graphics cards will be in short supply until at least April of 2021 Chief Financial Officer Colette Cress said that keeping stock to meet demand has not been possible. It is expected to remain this way through the first quarter. In order to talk about supply, we have to discuss the demand. We did have an exceptional overall holiday season. We did have an exceptional overall holiday season. Gaming demand is off the charts. Our overall amp- uh, Ampere architecture and ray tracing are really a true success. This demand has remained stronger for longer, so supply does remain tight at this time. NVIDIA assured that it is, quote, working each day to improve our overall supply situation. And, yeah, I think they kind of, there were rumors of this for a good bit before uh, they officially said it. And, yeah, it sucks. Just the way it is.
0: Well, this explains why. Uh, Chris has a PlayStation and Xbox instead of, uh, RTX 30, whatever, uh, because his main goal was to get that card and not get the console right away. But that was a swing and a miss. Yeah. Uh, so now he has both consoles, which is good for us. It's good for him. And buddy, I'm pulling for you in April, you know, to get your card when it comes out. Like So you'll be, uh, having the websites up and hitting refresh and doing all the things you need. I tell you, we got to get us a bot. We got to get a bot that'll get you your card when it comes out.
3: If I only had a 3080, then I'd have the machine learning to do it. Oh. <laughs> oh, oh.
2: Uh.
0: John, we, we don't have to wait till April to get a card. You're going to be happy about something that's coming up this month in just like a day. Can you tell us what it is?
1: Oh, indeed, I am, Sean. Indeed, <laughs> I am. We'll be getting a Resident Evil Village showcase. On January 21 of 2021 at 2 p.m. Pacific time and 5 p.m. Eastern time. Um, And will give us a guided tour of this creepy, sadistic game world. We will also receive gameplay footage and new information. This showcase will be hosted by What Good Games, Brittany Bombaker. Hmm. Ambishur, uh, whatever. And Capcom shared a short teaser video of what fans can expect next week. You can go check that out on YouTube. Resident Evil Village will be released on PS5, Xbox Series X, and PC in 2021. And one of the things guys I like about this title is it's it's um it's foregoing the previous gen. It's just it's just putting its tech on a brand new console with, with with hopefully an improved RE engine, which yeah. is already top notch. Top
0: Tris not has given me virtual thumbs up because he thinks that's a good idea. I kind of do too. Anything that was, I think there should have been a cutoff. After that date, focus 100% attention on new stuff. That new new, if you will. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to, um, John, if you want, if you want, we could, we could maybe hop in a Discord room and watch this together.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You watch this with me?
0: Oh, dude. I'll, I'll sit by you and we can watch it together. Can, can we I watch it with you?
1: What
0: it? it depends on what Celine Dion song, but yes,
3: it's coming back to me now.
0: It's all coming back. It's all coming. Chris, <laughs> yes, you can watch it with us too.
3: Well, there better be uh, moments of cold and flashes of light.
0: So, <laughs> speaking of Chris, watch how I do this. Uh, the only person I won a winner winner chicken dinner with on PUBG was Chris. Yeah, it was. We can't. And our way PUBG to that games victory. are. <laughs> new PUBG games are coming buddy uh more games within the PUBG universe are reportedly coming in both 2021 and 2022 chang han told bloomberg that they do not uh that they do not to i guess intend to not stay a one-hit wonder a new game this year is reportedly a new battle royale mobile title boo that within the games universe 2022, we'll see the launch of another PUBG-related PC and console game and a survival horror game titled The Callisto Protocol, which is is being helmed by Dead Space alum himself, Glenn Schofield. John loves that. Because see, Dead Space, I still have not played that game, and I never will. Because Space is... son of a... (laughs) Well, Space, I don't want to be scared in Space. It's already scary enough. Everybody. This is why it's a perfect setting
2: for a game like
0: Ditch me. <laughs> <laughs> Makes right, two things: dichotomy and anecdotal.
1: <laughs> I, yeah, you said it all, Sean.
0: <laughs> I did the thing. Yeah, I did the thing. Uh, Chris, we must, we must once again, if they have chicken dinners, win those chicken dinners. Or do we? Do we? Do we leave it alone? We were we we won our last game, and that's
3: I'm, it. I, right? I approach that as Madden. Right, that's great. So, there will be no reckoning, Chris. Uh,
0: is this next one the Kurt Schilling game? It is, yep, it is the Kurt Schilling game, yeah. Bloody suck time, Chris. What's up?
3: Uh, Kingdoms of amalur re reckoning will be coming to the Switch on March 16th, 2021.
2: The Rum Master, uh, <laughs> the uh, Rum Master. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thank you so much. Uh, oh my god, they You
3: them. hate spell check. Uh we'll include all the DLC currently available, such as Teeth of Narrows and Legend of Dead Kale. Uh the new DLC expansion, Fatesworn, is scheduled for release in late twenty twenty one. Have have you guys played this game? John has. I've played it. I played it way, way back. Yeah,
1: I played a good bit of it this year. You like it? It, it- it's what I love it. Um, it's very. It's it's a remaster that is bare bones remaster. Yeah. So it's very it's very tapped into the old. It doesn't do anything improved with you know gameplay and mechanics. But overall, I think it's a really well designed game. It came out the same year as Skyrim, so it, you know it never had a chance. You
2: know
0: it really go. didn't. Plus there was a bloody sock and a mess, and it was it was a deal.
1: So. so the reality is, uh, Chris, I could do spell check, but if the word exists in the yeah, like remaster, you talk, I, I see I see a red <laughs> remaster, line on remaster. Trailer.
0: That's so funny.
3: There's that a red so highlight on it.
0: You're lying. Uh, so <laughs> you didn't know this, listener. Yeah, I'm talking to you right now. What's up? That once Chris read the news about Kingdoms of Amalur for Nintendo Switch, that was the first of three Nintendo Switch news pieces. I will bring the second and John will close the show with one. So here we go. Nintendo Switch was the number one console in the United States in 2020, 2020, both in the units sold and dollars earned. Makes sense. It also had it makes sense. Two things economy work. <laughs> it also had the best year for dollar sales in U.S. console history, only trailing its big brother, the Wii's 2008 year. Uh, Spending across hardware, content, and accessories hit $7.7 billion, with $1.35 billion of that coming from hardware alone. That is even more impressive considering the lack of content compared to previous years. The PS5 came in as the second second best-selling console for the dollar sales. For dollar sales, I keep adding words for no reason. With PS4 ranking a second, sorry, PS5. Wait, what is happening right now? I'm going to read it as it's typed, and if it's right, it's right. If it's wrong, it's wrong. It is what it is. It is right. PlayStation 5 came in as the second best-selling console for dollar sales, with PS4 ranking at second for units sold. Yeah, because we already gave that other information. Makes sense now. I'm here. Dichotomy. Retention. Dichotomy. Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War became the U.S. best-selling game for both December and 2020, beating out Red Dead Redemption 2 we add that in only for our pure joy because you know F Red Dead Redemption 2 I'm and just glad that Chris. game
3: came out in 2018 is still apparently chopping the the charts
1: <laughs> Whatever dude I won the bet <clears throat> You God did won not the bet. my my uh, lunch
3: belly says different mm.
0: listen, it was good It is what it is That's that's some good stuff <laughs> you
1: know. I remember one I remember one time telling uh having a discussion with Chris saying that um that we was the one the generation of that mm-hmm. generation. And yeah. Kirk came back and said, well, actually, John, that's not true. If you think about it, Xbox deserves that title because, number one, they had the best U.S. sales. I'm like, that's not the only thing that counts. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. That's the only thing that counts. It really Plus, does. Plus, they made more revenue. Mm-hmm. Total. They made more now money. listen,
0: if anybody <laughs> from Rockstar hears me say F Red Dead Redemption 2, first of all, we got off on the wrong foot. Okay, He means it. He means if, it. If you, John, I'm trying to plug our show here. If in the next GTA 6 that comes out, you need this podcast to be a channel on the radio station in the game, we got you. Yes. We will talk our heads off, and it will be awesome. Rockstar, <laughs> we love you. We just hate that Chris loved Red Dead 2 so much, and it was a game of the year, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. So now that I've rectified that, you know, we're good to go. Chris, I need you to cue up the uh, effects knob. Oh, uh, do, you, do you want to add something to this? Or? I,
3: I just want to congratulate Switch and uh, go ahead and congratulate Sony for winning this award next year because <laughs> we all know they're going to. They're a wonderful not PS5. It's this is uh, true. Hmm.
0: So now it looks like he pushed a button. We, we're putting our, 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 you know, mythical <laughs> golf ball on our golf tee right now. John has teed up to bring you the final news piece of the week, but not before. You hear this from Chris.
2: Finally. This one.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like uh, to introduce to you. This
0: the is stamina, devastating.
1: This is stamina, devastating. Sean. And and Sean, this was this was going to be amazing for you and I. I mean, yes. we were we were getting ready to book our trips to Japan. Trip you, and to Japan. Were, you and I were going to have a boom box. We we're going to be skipping through this place. Yes with uh nothing's gonna stop us now by starship you know what that's i mean a great, that's a great song i mean it was just gonna be magical so universal studios japan has indefinitely and i always hate that word
0: because yeah, that uh, means forever
1: We don't know <laughs> uh delayed the opening of super nintendo world after osaka prefecture <laughs> i don't even remember typing that
0: osaka prefecture that's uh let me google what that is. i think i, I think know. it's uh
1: that's like uh, their government Yeah, Uh, declared, I think it might have been the prime minister, but I could be wrong. Declared a state of emergency due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Mm. In a press release, Universal Studios stated that no opening date will be determined until the state of emergency has been lifted. This park uh, was originally scheduled for opening on February 4th, 2021. And it's a good thing we didn't buy tickets. And I misspelled buy.
0: All right. I should. I I did not know. Misspelled. John, so prefecture is like a city, but it's not a city. And so I Googled Osaka prefecture and it says it's a Osaka prefecture is a prefecture of Japan located in the Kansai region of Honshu. I wonder if it's what like, like f- a,
1: a prefecture. Maybe it's like maybe a It's, like, maybe it's like district of Columbia.
3: Possibly. Like a mu- ah, municipal ah I cannot tell you yeah
0: municipality something like possibly. that possibly i mean but when i see prefect sure i immediately want to short it to prefect and then i'm all up in harry potter world which takes me back to the first piece of news and i'm sad again i'm book ended with sadness in this in good this job john way to go john way to go but uh like like for real i am not kidding you i would seriously consider if we actually planned it out going to Japan and visiting this in Japan, even with the knowledge that they intend to bring it to the States, because it could be years before it comes to the States.
3: You do realize you might have to eat fish while you're there.
0: That's fine. That's fine, dude. We'll do what we got to do to survive. You know what I'm saying? Okay. You can't be a a champion like myself and John. If you don't go through the, you know, the trials and tribulations of travel in foreign places, you do what you got to do to survive. But what you do is you get on that Mario Kart ride. You toast each other virtually um well not virtually it'd be physically (laughs) and you enjoy it you know this is what you do uh and like john said i i saw this coming (laughs) uh (laughs) you guys had with with the work with the covid stuff back on on the spike that it is uh you know and they're predicting that you know i know we haven't necessarily seen the worst of it You got to think there's no way they're going to open a park and let people just come roaming
1: through it in February, you know? Especially listening to Starship.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Who are these uh, Westerners? What are they doing in here? What's that song
1: they're playing? Stupid Americans. Stupid
0: Americans.
1: So
3: apparently Japan is divided into 47 prefectures. Why are we doing this? For forming the country's first level of jurisdiction and administrative division. Uh, So I guess in a way it's kind of like a state. Or something or no, no, no. Maybe like county in a way. You see, you're just as confused as me. And it's fair. Yeah.
0: You know why? Because we don't have prefectures in the states. It just doesn't
3: happen. We have states. It's like it looks like there is different levels of it. So.
0: Yeah, it's it's a it's a you know, for all you uh for all you out there wondering the same thing, or if you Googled at the same time Chris and I have, you know, if you figure it out and can and give us some uh some layman's terms on it. We'll welcome it. We really will.
2: Sounds but, like a uh, bo-
0: bottom line. Bottom line, like, you know, because Stone Cold said so. If you're in Japan, you ain't going to Super Nintendo World because it's it's shut down indefinitely. Devastation. <laughs> so good time to. Uh, what do we call it? I'm not wrapping anything
3: up. You want to wrap this up?
0: Uh, no, I'm, you know, let's roll the dice. Let's see what happens. John. John. <laughs> Do you want to wrap it up?
2: <laughs>
0: Please? <laughs> there you go.
1: Electronic no, no,
3: no from the down. Yeah. John, John
2: cut
3: down. Cut down. What we do you were, mean? We got to do it again? I do no, no, no. We like we we did news perfectly for once, but this time but, we, so we went back it, to the we, usual.
0: We messed it up. <laughs> yeah, we. But now you have to say the year three thousand. <laughs>
3: thought that was a pretty smooth transition. I do say so. If I do say so myself, if
2: I I'd do like do to
0: shake so. my
3: own hand. <laughs>
0: So, uh, what's up? This is a section of the show where we read listener emails. We will eventually see what the listeners, you know, interacted with us if they did on Twitter, and we also plug our Discord. First things first, if you want to be cool and write into the show to the official email of the coolest video game podcast in the world, you can do so. And that email address is weeklygameschat at gmail.com. And you can be cool just like
2: whoa, Vince.
0: John, read Vince's email for you, boy.
2: <clears throat> All right.
1: Dear John, I meant to write you sooner, but I've been busy. You said your girlfriend is pregnant now. How far along is she? Mm-hmm. All right.
0: That's, That's funny. That was funny. That's from M stand. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I have been extremely busy with work. I should just read the whole thing. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> I've been extremely busy with work and can't see the emails as much as I like because I am forgetful. Ha ha. Indeed, sir. But I did remember something semi-important, and Sean does enjoy a good...
0: I love a good semi, because you can flex it and be like, yo,
1: what's up, huh? (laughs) You can swing it in a circle. Uh, Did did Ubisoft ever come out and have their meeting about these harassment claims, or did they do it perfectly and sweep it under the rug and have us forget about it? Because I remember them saying, there is a time and a place for that, and they wanted to show the games first. Well, they showed the games, and now I want to hear... How they are changing their work environment to help better their employees. Uh, they could have already, and I missed it, but who knows? Thank you three for all that you do with this show. Love you guys. PS, I love you too, John Vince, aka
0: okay. Overboard Truth, over on the Discord. Yeah, great email, Vince. Uh, do you guys know what he's talking about? I'm having um, they hard time remembering if yeah, I remember the story, but I don't remember them
3: coming out and. Yeah, I mean, I remember they, yeah, they laid off people. The
1: <laughs> yeah, they announced that they'd fired a bunch of executives. This is how they addressed That's right. it. Right. They, yeah. they said they said that they are um, revamping their HR policies so that more people can get more attention when these claims are brought up. That's that, right. Yes. That they don't get you know. And I think they also said they hired an external um, HR team to help deal with this from a a non biased uh, perspective, just to make sure that nobody. No but- was dealing with it internally with the with the with the bias loyalty to to the brand name, but with that being said, you know um I don't know i, I don't feel like as as i don't feel like I was owed an explanation as a consumer to um for how they address this it, it it's it's personally none of my business if they want to address it and I see it that's fine, but it's not a demand that I personally ever had uh, the, you know, it, it, it's to do with their employees, it's to do with their shareholders. And really that that's it. Unless you, unless you see it upon yourself to take action by no longer supporting their business.
0: And I think that's what Vince may have been wanting to do. If, if, if he was like, wait a minute, they promised something. And I I need to know that they're ethical and they're going to do the Mm -hmm. right thing. And I think you hit the nail on the head, John, when they said make the environment better, it's get rid of the people who were a problem. (laughs) <laughs> and that'll clean it all up, you know.
1: Um, See the the sexy part is they got themselves into a jam, and everybody hears about it. The yeah. unsexy thing is how they addressed it, and yeah. that kind of stuff gets, you know, from a newspaper analogy, that got that stuff gets put on page eight. Yeah, you know? it's no longer it's headline. Just, it's no longer headline news, John. It's not. It's not the sexy part. Yeah, you know? it's just. It is what it is. But
0: hey, thanks for the email Vince. and um, I, I think I think I'm going to petition that you uh, you make our show better by emailing more. What about that? huh? What do you think about Agreed. that? Mm-hmm. Agreed. Agreed or disagreed. Uh, but we're not done there on emails, ladies and gentlemen. A good friend of uh, the show and, and active Discord user, a mini, has written in. And Chris, you're going to read this email for me? For us? I'm sorry. Not for me. That was very mean and
3: Right, so it's not for you; it's for the listeners. You man, what up, guys? (laughs) What up, It's been a long while. while. It's my last email. I hope you're all doing well in these hard times. Even though it seems the world is going to hell, it amazes me how much gaming has made life better. Like John's son, me and my friends have been playing Fortnite and Rocket League like crazy lately. Rocket League a lot more. Uh, Rocket League is the first game I've sweated in, and honestly, it feels good. I always email in yeah. January because it's when I found the show, and I'm honestly shocked that it's been three years. Whew. Happy anniversary, bruh! Right? You guys made me happy in stressful times, and I thank you for that. I'm reposting a question I saw on Discord. I don't know if you guys it's read it really already, uh, but I keep re to see if you guys have already answered it, and I missed it. If you guys already have, feel free to skip it. I played Left 4 Dead 2 for the first time last night, and I can't believe how amazing and fun the game is. More than uh, that, I can't believe I waited this long to play it. Host, what is a game that you played a decade, or uh, can be less, after it came out, and you could not believe you waited so long to play it? It can be less than a decade if needed. Thank you. Uh, Chris, as I know that you are a secret weed, though thought was just Dragon Ball, what are your... Top uh, three favorite anime. I know I have annoyed the Discord with it, but my lord, Attack on Titan is amazing. If you like Game of Thrones 1 through 7, it is that level, but anime. Uh, also, thanks for the streams. They were fun. Yeah, I've been streaming here lately. I don't know why. I just did.
0: <laughs> well, because I know why. Why? You son of a gun. Why? I know
3: why. Well,
0: it, it was. this is what happens. So, yeah. you got inceptioned by Josh. And, and josh was i think it was josh basically said hey uh you got these cool games why aren't you on twitch more i haven't we were talking about twitch streamers mm. and so you went to bed and josh climbed into your head and talked to your inner Leonardo dicaprio and told you to you know stream what i honestly think right it
3: was i didn't want what? to do the project cloud anymore right and yeah. and then like we were going through that what was it friday with the audio, oh, yeah, the audio so I hooked, hooked up, up my thing. stream thing. I was like, "Well, it's hooked yeah. up. Might as well just stream this since it's sorry capturing it right now." Uh, but <laughs> well, it's, anyway, it's really uh, yeah, you're not done. You're not yeah. done. never mind. Sean, just wanted to let you know you've hey. been a great host. I love the energy. Uh, you put every second on air. You need Thanks, to retire. Buddy. We're done with hey, you. That's not there, that's Chris. So- you're
2: making up words.
3: Uh, John, I love your insightful takes on topics being discussed on the show. They are always loved but Chris is usually better. Uh, sorry That's for the long email. E-
0: Why a dirty son of a.
3: Sorry for the long email and game on game on him, many. And thank you. Hey, shout Ameni. out to a many for, and punk ed, especially because they, those two guys kept coming by and overblown truth actually as well. Josh did too. What, but to our,
0: to our, to our table at the convention we were at. They no, it's my by? streams. <laughs> they,
3: they, they came, they they both came and uh, hung out with me.
0: Oh, you're talking about on your Twitch. Yeah. That I should, when I get the notification, w- to go to WGC,
3: w- Chris, if you want to find Ooh. me for some reason, it's pretty That's terrible. Good watch. <laughs> um, if you follow our socials, you um, should
0: get that notification that, that he went live. At least he, it did on my Twitter and my discord.
3: Yeah. Um, so, to answer your question, many, uh, yeah, I don't watch tons and tons of anime. Uh, I'm not like some hardline guy, like, like for instance, like, uh, former host of the show, Chris Hatchett was, um, but For me, uh, it's pretty obvious. Like Dragon Ball Z, um, probably Spirit Away and Princess Mononoke. I really like those movies. uh, That cannot remember. (laughs) John's
0: favorite anime is Castlevania on Netflix.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Probably true. But yeah, uh, I like all three of those. The Cure is great as well.
0: Uh, to answer your question on what's a game you waited maybe a decade or less after it came out before you played it for me this is gonna seem like a cop-out but it's probably the greatest game ever made and that is world of warcraft <laughs> yeah i did not come into the Mist of pandaria expansion so i missed a ton of stuff now yeah. and lord thank you that i did fi- find wow because it is it's really good that might be but the just same comment, for
3: me yeah you think so because i came in i gave you an answer Woo-hoo! i came in during lich king because i was like lich king because <laughs> i had played warcraft it, it might
0: have or... been just under 10 years uh for Lynch but yeah that was one you definitely missed the early content on that was like 2007 and, uh, I think yeah 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 John do you got a game that you came back and never played and then all of a sudden was like yo this is what's up None off the top of your head not oh. to leave you on the spot that's fine
1: maybe Sekiro
3: mm, yeah yeah. actually I got one for John I got one for John actually two Uh, two series he actually really loves now because he didn't have the console at the time when they came out, uh, okay. Both Bioshock and Assassin's Creed. Like Ooh. you, after those came out, they had already been out for quite some time when John bought his PS3. And I remember him going back and, and, uh, playing those games.
0: And to think those, those two series now are, um, if you think of John, if you know him personally, and to some degree, you listeners, uh, you all, you, you know, John and his gaming, uh, you know, his the games he likes and think about that. These are two of his staples now. So how crazy is that? That he wasn't there initially. It's insane. Uh, I gotta say, and this is a good time for me to do a, do a a pivot. Uh, a uh, mini mentioned that he had originally posted that question in our discord. Uh, our discord is a community where a lot of people who listen, friends of the show go, uh, we're in there and we all communicate. It was put together very nicely. We have a ton of channels. But you can find an invitation and join our Discord. Uh it'll be a posted uh uh I don't want to say thumbtack. What's it called? A pin. There it is. On our Twitter. We'll get there in a minute. But he mentioned Discord, and uh we do post a lot of things and, and they'll uh they'll mention us directly, us being the host on certain questions, and apparently a mini did. And a mini, I want to apologize that I missed that, or we missed that, I should say. Uh but From time to time, we get emails. There is a section for emails over on Discord, and you guys will write in to us. Today, um, we were recording, and I said, hey, we're recording now. Emails, go. First person to send anything was Nacho, and he put a gif. Jeff of uh, Baby Yoda, a.k.a. Grogu, waving at me. What's up? How you doing? Uh, Saul for X wants to know, and this is a question for any of us. Have any of you played the NES or SNES games on Switch? Which one holds up the best and are worth a playthrough? Uh, obviously, this is going to be a, Mar, any Mario game holds up great on Switch. Uh, duh, but I got to say the Zelda, the the Super Zelda, what's it called, John? <laughs>
1: Super Zelda, probably a title that they were uh, toying with at one point. Super Zelda. Super Zelda.
0: That game holds up great. The thing is, though, the 8-bit or the 16-bit games um, are going to hold up. They're just going to. So I would suggest and and you guys tell me if I'm wrong, get that Nintendo online account set up uh, and just go enjoy the games they post out there and it's it's worth that itself is worth the price of admission. Uh, Buffalo responded and said he found Golf Story on Switch. Um, uh, He's addicted. Have we heard of it? Played it? Any suggestions for other Switch games? I haven't played we, it. We all... I've heard I, good I've things. Played, i heard good things. i played a tiny bit of it. Uh, yeah, that's, Golf Story is a solid pick. What was the game that you and Josh like to play that I'm drawing a blank on right now, Chris, that was very pixel life. You grew plants Stardew Valley. Yes, so Stardew Valley, but you play golf. <laughs> that's kind of what Golf Story is. You don't think it works, but it does. Uh, any other suggestions for Switch games? It just depends on what you're looking for. I mean, we're going to be, you know, obviously say Breath of the Wild or Mario Odyssey. That Odyssey, is it Odyssey? It's
3: Odyssey. I haven't played it, but uh, I did see there's some game. Was it Grindstone? Right, John? Or yeah, Grindstone. I, I keep shit. I saw oh, that got well received on there recently.
1: Yeah, it's fantastic. It, it started on Apple Arcade. Um, fantastic puzzle game. Um, what's <sighs> more of an action? action oriented turn on, on a puzzler kind of like candy crush, but Mm -hmm. you're, you're killing, you're killing things and all kinds of stuff. It's really fun and addictive. I got to say, uh, not sure how how it would, how it would translate on switch. That that's what I'd be curious about.
0: I got to say I'm very uh, tempted to buy. What is it? Mario Kart live. Guys. They're not looking Uh, at me now. The one you buy where you actually have a Mario running around your house. And just
1: like reality. I think you'd spend 10 minutes with that and say that is really cool and never. But that's it. Yeah. Okay.
3: It, it. Like the only uh, reason I feel I would get it is just to be like, look at this really nice model of a Mario Kart, And then we just sit on the mail.
0: I saw for X chimed into uh Buffalo and said, golf story was awesome. Check out blossom tales. So there's a title for you. Switch owners blossom tales. He says it's very similar to old Zelda games. John, my ears just perked up. I don't know
1: if yours did blossom uh, tales blossom tails i haven't that has i'm not tracking with that but uh well, wait is that the one with the fox no
0: no okay. no that no. that one that one for the fox is amazing yeah even though i don't know what it is yet so yeah that kind of stuff happens on weekly games chat again you can find that link on our on our homepage of our twitter which is at weekly games chat uh it's pinned right there i'm looking at it uh, right below it is, once again, two notifications of some sort of fool of a took who went live. Uh, that would be WGC Chris over at Twitch. Uh, yeah, he, I mean, he's no like soda pop in or, you know, Gold, but he's a he's our boy. And if he's out there, go support him. I don't know that John will ever go live on Twitch. I have before. Some of you uh, went through and saw when I had the worst internet in the world. I apologize, but thank you at the same time for seeing me on Twitch. And if I ever start going live again, I'll give you my information. But yeah, I'm over here.
1: My, I'm doing my League of Legends Twitch starting tonight. It,
0: it will be so many people would watch it, John. It would be insane. It would be the best uh, but, thing ever.
1: <laughs> Just
0: checking any kind of notifications over here. Any mentions on our Twitter. Uh, let's see here. I got to say, oh yeah, you guys immediately, thank you, uh, Bravo 24 Actual. You remember when I said uh, as soon as the show was posted, <laughs> they went ahead and said uh, Hogwarts Legacy wasn't coming out? Bravo 24 Actual. Sean, Sean, you okay, buddy? And okay. as you heard, I am not okay, buddy. He's not. Uh, okay. What was seven days ago? So that would have been the 16th. We read that one. And Wait, hold
3: on. Math Vatican. You said seven days ago would be the 16th.
0: No, no. In my head, I may no. have said one thing, Chris, but I'm pretty good on match. Thank you for the call out and possible attempt at a pot shot. You can. Oh, just kidding. We did have a. Oh, I want to shout out uh, at Shadowcat552. Um, <laughs> This was funny because. uh he had he had mentioned to us that this year's musical spectacular was amazing, and I gave a thanks and all that stuff. But uh, I started getting, or we started getting messages in our DMs about getting more followers. Uh, and he was he was apologetic, and he was he was very cool. Uh, he had signed up for something, and he got some followers, but it meant like a bot was messaging everybody. So uh, me and him had a, a little conversation about. You know, not worrying about that. But hey, way to build up your 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 personal Twitter there, uh, Shadow. Thank you for following us. And speaking of following us, let's see if we have any new followers. We do. Uh at DJBG. Uh thank you for the follow. Following you back. You say you're an open open, open format champ. Be good to each other. That's what's up. Uh at W uh Hi. Thank you for the follow, following you back. And at DC, uh, DC STID 89. Thank you so much for the follow, following you back. Uh, and they are Soulsborn Enthusiast, Horror Junkie. And above all else, folks, Buckeyes and Bengals, Ohio against the world. I am sorry to hear that. <laughs> Jokes, hashtag. Uh, and once again, Twitter at Weekly Games Chat. If you want to email us, it's weekly games chat at gmail.com. And also if you have the itch and you're missing out on the, uh, the banter that happens on our discord, you can find that link to get into our weekly discord, weekly games chat discord. Uh, and I'm almost out of breath because one, I can't breathe. I have crazy sinus thing going on right now. Uh, but two it's because I've been talking for a minute and I think we're almost done. And I don't think we have anything else to add to this fine program, the, the world's best podcast on gaming. John, are you good? Chris, are you good?
1: I am good. I'm sorry. Chris
0: is giving me a thumbs up. Chris, this is episode 291. Correct. Woohoo! Ladies and gentlemen, that's nine away from 300. So thank you for the longevity of this podcast. We do it for you. Uh, and if you've got nothing else to add, I'm going to say this is a wrap. Son, I'm going to say game on to Chris and game on to John.
3: Game on, Sean? Game on, John?
1: (laughs) And I'm also going to go say game on to Sean and game on to Chris.
0: That's so cool that we do that. That's OG right there. That's OG to the fullest. Literally
3: episode one. (laughs)
0: Literally. Peace out, everybody.
3: Your moms boss.
1: A thug life.